What's going on, guys? DPS Podcast episode 81 is here. Um, 81. Hey, we almost close to 100, man. Shout out to everybody for coming through. Uh, really appreciate everybody coming through and chilling with us on this great Thursday afternoon. But um, I'm not here by myself because I can't do the show by myself because I'm boring. But um, shout out to my co-host, Slow Mo, uh, you know, the Aristotle backslap. What's going on with you, man? How you been? How you feeling over the last week? Man, I've been uh been playing, you know, games as usual, watching a lot of TV shows, just uh, you know, just enjoy life with uh, with family, you know, um and uh hey, enjoy your life with the family that you have when you have them and appreciate them when they're around because you never know how long uh you know, sorry to get super dire, but you know, I, I lost lost someone else that was close to the family. So, it's uh it's, it's important to make sure that you you let the people that you love in your life know that you know how much you appreciate them and, and enjoy that time so that's what i've been doing been doing that um and also been, been playing games where been get back to getting into a few rpgs i haven't played in a while that i, I hadn't completed but we can get we can talk about that later yeah. let's, let's talk about our our guest man our, our guest that we've podcasted with a few times already but not here on dps so let's let's do it man i know man you know he's been ducking me forever you know first he leaves the company and i can't talk to him about playstation stuff at work anymore and and now he finally makes his uh triumphant appearance on the dps podcast with us so chrono what's been up with you man how you been doing let everybody know what let everybody know how the lazy life is when you don't have to go to work for a while I don't know if if uh, if leaving the company is. Uh, I mean, that's the polite way of putting it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to be polite about it. You know, we, we don't want to say exactly <laughs> what really happened. You know, because PlayStation, they, you know. Mm. Well, well, look, since it's all, we've already mentioned it. We don't want people thinking it's something like negative or anything. Like, like I mean, there, there's some there's some PlayStation executives that have left the company for some reasons that they they need to be put on list and stuff, you know. So we don't want them anyone thinking that's 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 the home of Chronos here. Nah, no, that not he, him. He, yeah, I mean, you well, Chronos, let everyone know, you know, what what happened so that people understand it's not like negative or anything. So for those of you that know me, um, you know, I've uh, hung out at BRAP uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, I am, I was the uh, PlayStation uh, retail rep for the Detroit area. And unfortunately, uh, just last month, they uh, unfortunately shut down the retail rep uh, department or position. Uh, and I, well, I don't know exactly. It is both. U.S. and Canada. Uh, wow. So the whole so they basically just laid the whole off field the team was let department. go. Wow, they just yeah, both laid off an entire department. That's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, the, like I, whole field I remember, team was let go. So I remember, like when Jim Ryan took over, uh, like a what two years ago, like they were talking about restructuring things and saying like, oh, we. But the, the the way they even talked about restructuring things, they kept talking about how they had duplicate positions due to the different regions that they were thinking was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So Part I didn't think the, that there would is... be something like you, like like your position <laughs> isn't like because it's regional, well, you know, it's a regional thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, one would have thought that our position was sort of on the safe side. Mm-hmm. However, however both this <laughs> catch 22 of it all the the 
um, the success of the PlayStation 5, despite the fact that reps weren't out in the field at the time, and also COVID and the changing landscape of retail because of COVID basically led to our demise. Wow. Um, so, so, so they kind yeah. of felt like, wow, so we're selling even though our reps can't do what they normally do. So do, yeah. why do we need them, basically? That was part of it. You also would see with the, um, you know, one of uh, responsibilities was uh, demos and trainings. Uh, and with COVID, we couldn't do that. And really, and at its core, is the definite changing of the retail landscape. You just see the way that people shopping nowadays you you look at how Target is focused so much on order online, pick up at store. The way that people shop just isn't the same anymore. So, mm. um, you know, so there just really wasn't, you know, at least in their eyes, a reason for us to be out there. Um, gotcha. So it, it's a shame. It sucks. Uh, I was hoping to end my career with PlayStation, but, you know, um, as it is, you know, I, I, I see exactly where uh, I see exactly why it happened. So I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I mean, there is because play there, because there, PlayStation, there is something to be said. Go ahead. No, there is something to be said about uh, being the boots on the ground, actively being able to talk to both employees and customers, you know, that you could only get from a rep. Um, and, you know, I think that that definitely, I agree. I think that's actually infinitely more important than any sort of marketing that we and gently put up in the store. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, again, you know, when you look at the way people are shopping, it's, you know, they don't need us anymore. Let, so. me, let, let me ask you something. Um, mm -hmm. uh, does Nintendo still have a sales force? I was going to ask that too. Doesn't 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 our doesn't our homeboy one of the the great look? I was blessed to have two of the best. Like when I'm in, and this is a hyperbole. This is literally genuinely how I feel. I had two of the best rep. Actually, three. When I had my Microsoft rep, we had some of the best reps that I've ever been around. When it came to the three platforms, you know, we lost we lost two of them. We still got our Nintendo rep, and he's amazing. But the fact that Nintendo still got a rep out here running around with Sony's out here voting about how they make so much money when it comes to, you know, just their, their market share and everything and how they still um, sell systems in stores and stuff. Like, let's be for real. Like, we just had two drops of PlayStations in store at GameStop in the last month. It would have been nice to have like reps to go around and like actually talk about some of the things that when it came to like uh exclusives coming up when it came to pre-orders and things like that. You know, Horizon Zero Horizon Forbidden West might have sold a lot better if we had reps in the store being able to talk to like, you know, about stuff like that. You know, it still sold pretty well, but I just feel like if Nintendo can find a reason to have their reps still in the store, why can't PlayStation do it? That that was always my thought process. I never got a chance to talk to you about it because I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen you recently, but that's just how I look at it. It's like, you know, I love that we still have our Nintendo rep, you know, because I would be heartbroken if we lost him, but, you know, I feel exactly the same way if we lose you, and I never thought it would be a, a situation where I felt like Sony would just bow out when it comes to 
you know, the retail side of it, because guess what? They put, uh, they put these interactives in, in targets. They put them in best buys, you know, let's be for real. A person could just walk up to a system and yeah, they, they get the chance to see it and feel it and experience some of the games on there. But half these people don't know what they want when it comes to games until it's like sitting right in their face. Who's going to talk to them about the, you know, PlayStation Premium and PlayStation Essentials and stuff like that? Who's going to be the one that's going to go to these Best Buys and these uh, Walmarts and these Targets that's going to, you know, interact with these associates that know half of what anybody, most people know about video games? And you know I'm telling the truth. You know, it's not like you go in a game. And I mean, even GameStop sometimes, you know, some of the associates don't really know as much because, you know, GameStop's not all about just hiring people that know about games. They just hire people that know how to talk to people, which is the way you should do it. But we know when you go in places like, you know, probably not as much Best Buy anymore because they do have dedicated people that work in those gaming sections. But you go in with Walmart, man, you might see like a grandma. Or, or or her sister <laughs> over there selling, you know, in the electronics section. She don't know nothing about what's going on with that stuff. So that's why I felt like it was at least a place for you guys in that type of market. And, you know, Sony felt like they felt otherwise. And I'm a little upset at yeah. that. You know, you know I, was, I, was, I was going to ask about that because I was going to because I remember uh, you, you guys talking about months ago how there wasn't a rep for Xbox. And so now that yeah. there isn't a rep like like nationwide, region wide for PlayStation, I was wondering if Nintendo had a rep too, because if that seems to be where things are transitioning to, then it, I guess it's just another sign of how the video game market has been changing, you know, yeah. and how 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 <laughs> I you, you know like E three isn't really a thing anymore, and yeah. and and you know, maybe there'll be other conferences that like that that get bigger out of that. I'm hoping that's PAX because like PAX East would be. I, I'm actually you know hoping that maybe next year I can go check out PAX East. You know, like something like that, and that's like just in Boston. That's that's a day drive for me. That's not not that big a deal. And it's like instead of going all the way across the country, I can have it right there. But then just outside of like other conferences that may grow bigger out of this. We see that like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo and and like slowly, we saw E three dying, where they all realize why are we paying millions of dollars to the ESA to do something that we do already on our own in small in smaller scope, you know we could just do a big event on our own and just save ourselves millions of dollars, and that's exactly what they're doing now. So now it just seems like they're seeing how. The world is changing. People are buying more digital than physical, and those yeah, numbers. Well, that are is another. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely another, probably another factor in the in the grand decision. You know, again, you take away that one-on-one -on -one interaction because a lot of gamers are moving uh, and figuring things out completely independent uh, from a retailer. So you know, they don't they don't need a rep. You know, there's there there there's no one to talk to necessarily. Mm. Um, uh, it, it was funny though, you, you know, talking about Nintendo. Um, after after everything went down, uh, I uh, I got in contact with the Nintendo rep, uh, and you know, we met up, and he was telling me how um, after Nintendo got word that uh, PlayStation let us all go. 
uh, Nintendo sent out an, a, an email that uh, assured the reps that they are still uh, valued and they are still there's no plans on letting them go. So fingers crossed. I hope it. I hope it. I hope the market is well enough that they can stay around for as long as humanly I do, possible. I do so. think Nintendo. I mean, as much as I, you know, I hate that it happened to you. I do think Nintendo of all the major platforms, they have more of an invested interest when it comes to their their physical presence because they, as much as they know, they 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 have a very very high market price when it comes to those games like they they don't go on sale first of all and then on second of all they know that people like to collect those nintendo games and they know there's a secondhand market that they really don't really mess around with you know it's just i think it's a little bit different for nintendo even though they do have a digital storefront they really don't focus too much on the digital side of everything now that could change in the future it it more than likely will especially with them rolling out you know their subscription services that they just kind of did over the last year so i think once that gets a little bit more sure they're going to be heading in the same direction but um it's no secret that you know nintendo does value the retail side of it when it comes to that because they get a lot of um you know get a lot of people in stores you can't sell a mario plushie when you're online so they have a they have a vetted marketplace for all of their collectibles like pokemon cards and stuff like that uh i think that drives them to still want to have their stuff in stores whereas with xbox and playstation um the only place you really are looking to get stuff like that for is like directly off their website you know nintendo stuff you can go pretty much anywhere and find and um you can also find the games in the same places so i kind of think that's the difference between them but it still sucks that you're not here anymore i i completely i mean i agree with you it it, it, you know but uh, to make it clear though playstation is still very much you know they still value the retail space Mm. um you know they they do they do still see the importance in the retail side of things um but un, but the difference is, is nintendo their user base their clientele are definitely more tactile and so they are more likely inclined to go to a retail location um more so than the you know gamers you know the hardcore gamers of the playstation and xbox so that might that might be a lateral move for you. you might you might want to go over to Nintendo and uh, what's up? Yeah, you know, I I would love you know I would love to, but just like you know, at least in terms of a rep position, just like with PlayStation, there's only you know uh, two or three reps per area uh, per uh, per state, and um, you know I like the reps that you know enough that I mean. Really, the only thing I would have to, I'd, I'd be able to do is assassinate them, and you know, I don't want it. I didn't want it to go that far because I like, I love the Nintendo rep. I didn't want to have to assassinate him. Um, you know, when I when I want when to I, fight when y'all were in the same building together, it's like, are they going to fight each other? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was funny when I when I told the Nintendo rep that he's just like, well, why did I have to be assassinated? I go, look, I can't, I can't make, I. You can't get better, you know, because I want to keep this job. So right, you know, that's exactly. that's the whole thing. So, you know, it, it's no offense. I love you, man, but you know, you gotta go. So. Hey, remember, <laughs> like last thing, remember when you were doing VR demos in my store and uh, our Microsoft rep was there, and you got him to put it. 
<laughs> he was in his Microsoft. I was like, I took a picture of it. I was like, yo, you will never see this ever again. Microsoft literally got a VR on their head. Uh, shout, out, shout out to him, man. He actually works for Microsoft proper now. Like, you know, because they were they were outsourced. He actually works for Microsoft now, which is a good thing. So. Yeah, that was one of the biggest differences between uh, us, meaning, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo versus Microsoft. Microsoft was actually a contract third party, uh, so they weren't actually employees of Microsoft or employees of a separate company contracted by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, whereas uh, you know, uh, the Nintendo rep and I, we were directly employed by those companies. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So everybody knows who... Um... Kronos is at this point. I was about to call you Kratos, but you know, <laughs> I, had to, I looked at your name. I was like, it definitely doesn't have a T in it. So, um, so yeah, let's let's get into these topics, man. So you know, I front heavy this whole conversation with PlayStation because you here, so I'm gonna get you up and going and fire because you know what, you don't work for me anymore, so you don't have to. And hold you have zero <laughs> loyalty to hold anything back. Like, whenever we spoke None. to you before, you were like, mm, I can't say <laughs> that, fellas. You know what? I don't want to hear that no more. I don't no want to hear. I can't say that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all everything. (laughs) Everything that happened. I'm going to tell y'all that Jim Ryan smells like an old man every time he walked past me. I'm going to tell you Herman Hulse's head is actually bigger than it actually looks. Like, I want to hear everything. Oh, wait. First of all, uh, shout out. Have some tea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we start, uh, shout out to uh, Basement Radio Arcade Podcast with the $5 super chat. Shout out to you, bro. He says, salute Chrono, sup Forte, and slow mo. Appreciate you coming through, man. And um, Brat was a a pretty, pretty amazing um, yesterday. Had a really good time over there. Tell Game Logic to fix his mic, though. He can't come back to that mic. It's fixed. I put my foot down. He got to fix that mic. But, um, I heard he was transforming all night. <laughs> Duh, he literally found another <laughs> planet to transform or how bad it was. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk about game trials. Game trials. I can't believe we're talking about game trials, but um, game trials. So uh, it was um, one of the main benefits uh, or feature of the top tier of PlayStation when it came to their um, combining of the two services. So the PS premium version is going to give you game trials. So they went through and they actually talked about what you will actually get when it comes to game trials. Now, slow-mo basically was having a nice little good old time on Twitter talking about this with people because people don't understand um, exactly what they were reading. So I'm going to let him take off on this because I know he was kind of frustrated by some of the craziness he was seeing. So why why won't you tell us exactly what's going on with these game trials, slow-mo? All right, so there was a rumor that has uh, has since been kind of confirmed by Jason Schreier since, you know, Jason Schreier knows all the tea of the industry, but that PlayStation was going around sending emails to uh, third-party developers talking about uh, trials uh, for their games. And these are we will be trials, not for all games, but for games that are above $34, the wholesale price of $34. So... Not necessarily with the retail prices, but the wholesale price. Now, initially, it was reported that, and in, in this here we go. Like I, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes, you know, like I think, I think some of these 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 journalists should like hold off on reporting things as quickly as they do. 
and and make sure you get all your facts and all your your ducks in a row and all your T's crossed and I's dotted before you publish that article because there had to be a couple of uh, update uh, retractions that, you know, kind of showed it to be a, a bit different than what we initially thought it was. The way it was initially reported, it was initially reported that PlayStation was demanding that these third-party developers make demos <laughs> for their games. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's like pretty. That's one thing. If that's what you want your first party to do, because you can do that because you own those companies. It's another thing to tell a third party to tell EA, hey, uh, for the your next game, you better make a demo on our platform. And and why would we do all this extra work? Oh, for what? Because we're not making getting any monetary value out of it, right? But that really wasn't the case. This is. Something that just the PlayStation Store employees will be doing. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to, for those who have the PlayStation Plus Premium subscription tier, which is the top tier for the the, play, the PlayStation Plus tiers, you will have the ability somewhere between the first 90 days of a game being released to be able to play the game up to two hours a trial period of the game. And this would be from the game from the very beginning of the game. This isn't like a demo, like a demo of like say Tales of Arise or uh uh Scarlet Nexus. Those demos, what they did was they allowed, you know, you to play a portion of the game, but not necessarily at the very, very beginning of the game. It was uh although what Scarlet Nexus did was at the beginning of the game, but just like the first mission. Whereas Tales of Rise took place like in the middle of the game, you they, they bumped you up to level thirty. It, it wasn't necessarily the very beginning of the game. These trials would be at the beginning, and so that's how it's supposed to be designed. And there's been a lot of discussion in regards to, well, why is this something that I should be paying for? Why is should this be gated behind a tier? And also because of the misreporting in the beginning, a lot of confusion on exactly what is happening here. Now, PlayStation hasn't officially confirmed anything yet, but this has been confirmed by Jason Schreier, who is, uh, as we all know, uh, usually when he speaks on these things, he has he does proper sourcing and makes sure that he's heard it from multiple people who are not connected to one another. Therefore, these are independent sources. And he's confirmed that this is something that they are working on. We don't know exactly when it will go live. But, I mean, there you have it. If you have the top tier, you're going to get a free trial for uh, games that are... Let's say... uh, For games that are in the service, plus some games that are outside the service, too. I'm trying to think of a third-party game that is coming out later this fall. Let's just say Call of Duty, because Call of Duty will be a game that's over $34.99, and it will be a game that... If they want their game to be... In, well, it won't be in the service because I don't think Xbox will allow that to happen. But right. um, if it, but it was, it's one of those games. If it's not in the service, with it being a thirty four ninety nine game, I think they have to make a uh, well, have to at least make the game available for a demo, not a demo, but for a trial. 
Right, 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 right. And so, and so again, this is, isn't any work that like developers will have to do. They don't have to do anything. And for me, I, I'll just say about my opinion, what my opinion was on this thing. I was, uh, I mean, look, I think this is something that you should have available for all of your, anyone who has a PlayStation account, because all this is really going to do is help out, help gamers, uh, make solid purchases. Like we've all been there where we have, uh, bought a game. And within two hours, we regretted it. Within two hours, we was like, dang. <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> this game, I just got got. Like, I, <laughs> I just spent six, I just blew $60 for no reason. And you know how PlayStation's uh, return policy is, uh, oh, which is... Uh, download, you, once you, once you yeah. download it, it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. They don't give a crap w- w- how badly uh, they... Uh, they they misrepresented what the game was. It's your game. Unless you, it's Cyberpunk. <laughs> Unless it's Cyberpunk. And, and where, where they, they lied, lied on that game. But um, but it's it's uh I think it's something that it should be available in, in at least in all tiers. Like if you're right. gonna put it in the subscription service, make it something that is available at the bottom tier with the with the, the basic is essentials essentials is what it's called yes yeah, put it in the essentials because I, I i would say it's something that i think you should have for all playstation gamers uh because it's, it's something that like it's it is not like your playstation store team is doing the work to make this available but essentially in the in their databases you have accounts that should just have access to the trial and some that don't. And then there's a timer that starts when they start the game. And once two hours is up, you you don't have access to that game anymore unless mm-hmm. you decide to spend the money to buy the game. Like that's not necessarily the most the most uh complex thing in the world to implement. Mm-hmm. And it's all I really cared about is to make sure that the, this isn't like extra work being thrown at developers. Right with zero monetary benefit for them because that's just not going to be a smart move for playstation in general like you would see i I think you would see some some developers looking at you know the 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 landscape as it is seeing how other platforms are doing better than they were in the previous generation and then wondering do we want to do this extra work just for this platform probably not you know so if, if they feel like they can forego putting their game on that platform because they don't have to do all this extra work then maybe that's something they might do now I'm not saying that's what sony's doing that's not what they're doing but i i just just glad this isn't something that's being put onto the the developers yeah i think that was the thing for me too but it always well you know before i get to me you know uh homie chrono i was about to call you by your real name i think everybody this time probably knows because you I just called you out on your real name so many times on these podcasts. But um what what is your thought process on um on just this whole game trial situation and just tr- you know trials being behind the payroll or anything like that? Is that a is there like what is your thought process on that? Um I'm I'm with slow-mo in that I think that it should be available to the lowest tier. Um but the idea that it shouldn't be behind a paywall per se, um, I don't know. I mean, it currently already is. I there are game trials on the PS4, um, and the PS3 even had game trials that were only accessible as a part of the benefits of PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So I, I, I 
on that, I agree that it really should, because it was originally available as a PlayStation Plus thing, um, that those uh, game trials should be available to the very lowest tier, you know, as a perk. Um, but, you know, uh, just in general, the idea of it being gated behind a paywall as a whole, uh, I mean, it currently is. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, that much hasn't changed, just the entry has you know yeah. so but you're talking more talking about like demos though right because like I, no, I i think no even the even the ps3 uh and there are some game trials that were available on the ps4 mm -hmm. um that you know if you were a playstation member that was actually one of the perks um you know among a uh, a uh, uh, as long as as you know as also with the other stuff like the cloud storage and being able to play online but the uh, timed game demos was actually one uh, game time game files was actually one of the uh perks uh one of the uh, oh, okay. bullet points real quick there's one more thing if you're if you are a developer that has already decided to put out a demo uh for your game then you there, those games are exempt from needing a trial. So, 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 like, say, I use the example of Tales of Arise that Ban um, Bandai Namco had uh, published. Tales of Arise, as well as Scarlet Nexus, would not have a game trial because there's already a demo for those games. So, there, that, that's just one little extra thing right there. Go ahead. I personally would like, I would prefer traditional demos. Um, just because it gives you the opportunity to create something that is that shows off the game at its best light. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the problem that I have with time trials, especially if it is set up the way that it is, that we're talking about, there are some games that you know those first two hours pretty rough. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, they they are not going to be the best. Uh, selling points. Yeah, representation um, of the game. Yeah, I mean, like, I, for me, for example, like, I, everyone swears by, like, Fallout 3 or Elder Scroll, uh, you know, but for me, those first hours are such a slog that I have a hard time that I almost want to turn those games off. Imagine if that is what you get to experience and you miss out on a really good game because those first two hours are really hard to get through. Or it, it may completely, um, it may start, it may actually kind of like misrepresent what the game is really about because you, we brought up Fallout. I remember playing Fallout 3 and really enjoying the beginning part of Fallout 3 where you're in the vault. And so, because hmm. it was very linear. But then as soon as you get out of the vault, it's a very different experience. Yeah, now very. it's, it's super open world. It's your typical Fallout where it's a big sandbox, and I don't like really care for my RPGs being a big sandbox. I'm more of when it came to Western RPGs, I was more I lean more towards the Bioware kind of RPG than the Bethesda kind of RPG. So mm -hmm. for me, like if let's say it's Fallout Three or a game like Fallout Three, and the first two hours are just that time in the vault. I'm like, man, all right, yeah, I like this. Let me let me go ahead and put that sixty down for this. Right. And then after I've put that money down, my and my time transfer is over. I'm in the big 
open world sandbox and i'm like oh that's not what this whole game was like <laughs> exactly yeah, but you know exactly. additionally additionally there are some games like what remains of edith finch um the vanishing of ethan carter tacoma games that are, are less than six hours long so a two-hour game trial would be a significant portion of that entire game now granted i don't think those games would be a part of this and maybe that's why they made the whole wholesale price of 34 dollars because all three of those games i mentioned i think cost anywhere like, between 20 and 25 dollars yeah, 20, 29 at the high year you're right so like they 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 would be exempt from this but i think if you have a game that is like let's say like spider-man miles morales right not the longest game in the world right it's it's if you do everything i think i platinumed it in like 12 hours two hours is a significant, a significant amount of time yeah. for that game like but look that's their own game that's what they want to do that's what they want to do but if let's say it's not your own game if i'm a publisher or developer i could be a little bit upset and i actually spoke to a couple of people on twitter who um from the standpoint of a developer and people who have worked in the industry has said Nah, some of these <laughs> look as a consumer, we may think, "Hey, woo, you know, I I dodged the bullet with this one. Those first two <laughs> hours sucked. I'm glad I'm not buying this game." But as the publisher, developers is like, we know there's some gamers that are not gonna like our game, but we're gonna get sales off of them anyway. Right. We're gonna lose those sales, and so that's like they may want to be like, "Yo, Sony, if, if for for doing this, for forcing this, for the kind of game that we're having." Uh, are you gonna compensate me somehow? So that might be, you know, some pushback they may get, and you know, who knows how that turns out. But I, I can see that being a problem if, like, there are definitely publishers out here who know people aren't gonna like some people aren't gonna like their games, or they're not very oh, here's confident another... in the game. Well, here's another thing: what mm -hmm. if within that first two hours, a shit ton of scenes <laughs> you know? like what if what if you're playing a kojima game where it's like 90 percent cutscenes, you know and then yeah. there goes your two hours yeah your two you hours know? was just you watch the movie you watch the <laughs> movie <laughs> y'all silly bro oh my god no i i i agree 100 i will say this though i i kind of was i was looking at this all side eye when they first announced it because you know, you know, leave it to Sony to have terrible messaging when they announce something like a feature like this. But it was yeah. like when they were talking about, it, I was like, wait a minute, game trials, highest tier. I'm like, why do you need a game trial for games that you can just download and play as much as you want? I was like, there's definitely more to this. And and I said this on Braff yesterday. For all the people that went out there were talking about game trial, this game trial, this is terrible, this is bad, you know. We, especially if it doesn't look right to you, like that didn't look right to me. I was like, there's more to this. Don't don't go out and just spew all types of crazy stuff on online and trying to prove a point because instantly you're going to find out once they clarify the situation, you're going to like, oh, okay, it's not as bad as we actually thought it was. I do mm -hmm. think, like I still live on the, on the, I will still die on the hill that game trials should not be part of a service the only reason i oh, the only reason people deal with the ea one when it comes to ea play 
is because they give you early access to the game. The what you're you're not paying to play a trial. You're paying to get access to a game early. Like if they were to say, "Oh, well, you can get a 10-hour trial of the game on the day it comes out." I'm like, "Well, for me, I'd rather just get the game and play the game." You know, I'm not going to pay just to access it for 10 hours on the same day that the game comes out just to see if I like it. I'll do it if it's a game that's coming out, you know, a week earlier and I can try it on there and do it that way because that's an added benefit. Once they they clarified that games outside of the service will be in this service, like they will be a part of the um, the game trial. I was like, oh, OK, that actually will be a benefit for a lot of people because not every game is going to be in the service. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, I came around to it a little bit more, but in general, it just comes back to the messaging. Like, you know, if you, you have to be, if you're going to even speak on a, on a service or a feature like this, you have to be willing to tell people everything up front. You know, why come out and even talk about it if you're not going to do that and in general, but, um, you know, with everything else being said, I, I think it's a good get for the PlayStation fans when it comes to just the ecosystem in general. I think um, being able to try games before you buy them is one of the things that we look we really loved about the seventh generation when it came to Xbox, uh, because, you know, every game had a demo back then. You could just download and you didn't even have to be a Xbox Live member to do it. They just instantly gave you games that you could just download directly to your system just to try them out. And those were the attendances of actual demos back then. You know, there was no game trials. It was just try out this, you know, vertical slice of the game that we broke off just to try it. And I do think that the reason we don't get stuff like that anymore is because development is um very expensive and very long. And putting that stuff together takes a lot of time and manpower. And they'd rather put that time towards just, you know, crafting the actual game that they're building versus trying to build something on the outset to um get people excited about the game so that's hey, yo, what i think out. go ahead with the you shout go ahead out. do it uh shout out to uh, steady flow with a ten dollar super chat we appreciate you for that he said slow-mo you just answered why playstation is keeping up at the premium tier in order to have the extra cash for the dev so they won't take them to court like epic and apple Sony gotta keep them happy. Look, I, uh, you know, that's a that's a very good point, Steady Flow, and maybe that is why they they put this at the premium tier. That you know that additional money or, or portion of that premium money may be going to a kit back to developers for having you know their game be a you know the first two hours be a free trial and say, right. uh, you know, maybe that's that's something that's being negotiated per developer. What what, what did you uh, what did you uh, predict or you know percentage wise how many players do you think will probably not get this game in order to you know like you know once we once we put out this game trial that kind of thing uh i certainly hope that might be what's going to happen we we don't know that for certain though you know so that's like it's uh i think that's something that would be a good idea for them if they if they are going to you know, definitely have it in the in the premium tier as they are, but we'll see. We'll do we see. do we think that they're because uh, Ralzard he just said it in the chat. He said Xbox also has free uh, play days, which is actually better than a trial. Uh, do you? Think, it, I think that's something that's actually pushed by the publisher. It is pushed by the publisher. Do you think? And it's usually when a game is 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 well after the game is already out. Yeah. 
and the sales did not go the way that they thought, they it, would. thought it would go. For example, Battlefield 2042. I saw multiple free weekends. <laughs> free weekends. <laughs> for that game. Please try our game. And it's a little, <laughs> a little too, a little too late. <laughs> Please try our game. <laughs> because you still, they at the time they still didn't didn't even have scoreboards for players in games. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Please, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no scoreboard. How, when they said a feature was the scoreboard, I was done with that. That is. Game. <laughs> A feature. It was a feature. I was like, oh, you want to look at your stats? You want to see how well you're progressing against fellow gamers? That update's coming in April. Oh, so no, that update's coming in March. Oh, sorry. No, it's not coming till April now. <laughs> they delayed. Listen, man, we go, we ain't gonna get into this whole battlefield thing because that, that was kind of crazy. But um, yeah. Hey, shout shout out to our homie Asian Deli in the chat who just had a very good point. Yeah. He said, a free play day is situational, mm. but it also puts you on the schedule of the publisher. What if I'm going I'm going out of town that weekend where you made the game free that weekend? Well, I can't play it. Yeah, that's true. But where a time trial is on the schedule of the actual gamer who can choose to play that whenever they want to play it. Yeah, that's the that's that's actually a really good point because even like if you you know, we the only real instance that we have right now is of um EA Play because they they do it with all their games if you're at EA Play and if you decide to you can download NBA 2K not NBA Jesus Christ you can download whatever what? game Battlefield 2042 right now game's been out for over almost what half a year now and you can still get that 10 hour trial if you never downloaded it before and play it now just to see what the game's like if you want to. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it if I was you, but you can. <laughs> let, let me ask this. Yeah, uh, and uh, I would love to see I would love to see what the uh the comments say. Um back in the previous generation, um well, I'm sorry, two generations, the 360 PS4 uh PS3 generation. What was there um a demo and, uh, that you played that completely messed you up you had you were hoping you thought oh my god i can't wait to play this oh, i'm gonna play the demo and you know i know i'm gonna but then you played the demo and you're just like well shit you know <laughs> this game sucks do you guys have any that you remember you know that's interesting because the thing about me i don't there's not too many games that i will actually go out of my way to play a demo for unless i already know i'm gonna get the game like maybe i want to get it just to like okay perfect example um People went out and bought <laughs> Crackdown, Crackdown 2 for a Halo demo. Listen, Halo, Crackdown sold because of the Halo, the, the what was it, the Halo 3 demo? Literally, that's the only yeah. reason people got it. Nobody wanted the game. Yeah. They just got it because the demo for Halo 3 was inside of it. And is that a game that I would have, uh, that's a game that I knew I was going to buy day one. But I still wanted to get the access to it, so I did it. But if it's a game that I'm truly not interested in, would I like download it or something just to see what it's like, just because I might not be doing anything? Absolutely. But is it like I've never really based my decision making on the fact that a 
a game had a demo that sold me because I was either already sold before or I'm just passing time with the demo that they gave me. And then maybe at a later date when I decide I want to buy the game, I do, but it really won't be. And even then, it's not a game that I probably was thinking that, oh, this game surprised me. I'm going to go out and buy this game. I think demos really don't do that for me because I... I was very, I'm very short-sighted when it came to my gaming when I was really younger. Like I, I played a bunch of stuff, but I was really particular to sports games and stuff like that back then. Huge into RPGs and stuff. Um, now I just play shooters. So I had like an evolution flow when it came to that type of things. But uh, I think a lot of people do think what you just said, though. They, they tried demos and honestly, Game Pass is probably the best barometer to that. Cause I, it's a lot of people, at least if you go off of Twitter, Game Pass has sold a lot of games to people, you know, if you go off of that, um, off of that by itself. Flomo, what about you? Did you play any demos that all of a sudden works for a game that you were excited for and then you're just like, oh, shit, this game sucks? You know, not really. Not really. Uh, I, I can't think of any games that where I played a demo and I was like, oh man, I'm so glad I played this demo because now I'm definitely not going <laughs> to buy this game I'm now. I'm definitely going to buy this crap. It, right, like I I have played games that have been in like early access and I've, I was already kind of like on the fence with them and then like my suspicions were confirmed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... like, so for example, like, like Crossfire X. I kind of figured that was going to be a, a complete dumpster fire. Uh, uh, dumpster juice, you know, as I like to call it. And it, it definitely lives up to that expectation big time. So, like, it's usually demos kind of, like, just solidified to me that I'm definitely going to get this game. Um, and sometimes I, I'm I'm shocked with how good some things are. Like, I kind of, I was on the fence with Scarlet Nexus last year. And then mm-hmm. I played the demo, and I, I like Forte watched me live stream it. I was just like, oh, it was... I, once I got into the combat, I was like, I'm in love with this game. Oh, speaking of <laughs> what, well, it's yeah. well, speaking of which, um, speaking of agony and streaming, um, Kronos told me when he, um, when I, when he accepted coming to the show that he said you had to do a certain thing because he was coming on. So, Kronos, why won't you tell him what that thing was? <laughs> Uh, so I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, you had to do something. I, well, I mean, the thing is, just like you know, Forte asked me. I'm just like, okay, it's cool, but you know, for me to hop on, you know, I'm gonna need slow mo to to download that uh, expansion for Bug Snacks and and play it. You know, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. It's not happening. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not. No, no. I. I I already got you in here, so you guys are like, like this should have been something that was asked like at five p.m. before you were on. Now that you're on, there's no, there's definitely no incentive Too late now. on that. Mm-mm, no way. Yeah. Shout out to um. Shout out to uh. That's right. Shout out to Chris Bush. He said, "Oh well, Chris." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Definitely, there's some things that did that." And Delhi said, "Easy, Chrono." He said, "Um, Genji days of Blade easy saved me from agony." Chris Bush was like, "Duke Nukem forever." <laughs> um. Oh boy. Uh, oh my god. Um. Let's see. Um. Blade Access, the Final Fantasy Seven demo. You know what? I take that back. I did play the Final Fantasy say that, and that was my first Final Fantasy, and it did. I will say that was the first time I was like, 
yo, I really like this game, and I did buy it off of the Final Fantasy demo. So that was that's a good bring up right there, Blade. That's because I it's been so long since I played Final Fantasy that long ago, and that was the game that I did buy based off the demo. And uh, Chris, I think it's rare for a demo to make someone say, I'm not going to play the game because usually what it is, if you're interested in the game, you're interested in that genre. Like, like I think there's some people who would choose to play a demo if they, they like, they really have, don't have a lot of like knowledge of what that genre provides. They're new to gaming or they just really never tried that kind of game before. Mm -hmm. And this is really their introduction into it. And they just realized not necessarily something there's something wrong with the game, but right. this genre just isn't for me because typically uh, a publisher is super confident in their product when they put out a demo. Like they're not, they're just like, hey, look, this is good. It's so good. Here, here's a snippet of it. Ain't that good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy, buy our game. Mm -hmm. We're that confident. Try in a little not, hit. <laughs> when they're right. not confident in the game, you get Babylon's Fall. What, right. You know, like, actually, wait, no, I think Babylon's Fall did have a demo. I'm sorry. Which, that's a one. shocker. That, that actually completely contradicts what I said because. Victor Rock. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that game definitely did not uh, review well, wasn't received well, and they had a demo for that. So that's a, a, a let me, let me, let me go back on that. Yeah. I would say typically, typically a publisher is confident enough in their game where they, they'll do a demo. But uh, if you if you're already interested in it and you play the demo, it's really more of confirming what you thought it was going to be, and therefore solidifying why you were going to buy it in the first place. Then, oh man, I thought it would be something different, or it's just not that good. And yeah, I'm not going to get it. Well, yeah. Although I do see Blade X mentioned back for blood. Oh, he absolutely right about that. For I me, did at see least, a few people in, in Left for Dead fans. Say, nah, this ain't it. This ain't it, bro. I played like, that like, demo. I, I like, like Left 4 Dead, but this ain't Left 4 Dead. Look, I actually watched a very, very great YouTube video that broke down why Back for Blood it was marketed as like a successor, a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, and it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, because the developer, uh, what's their name again? Turtle Rock. Yes, Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock is is has been marketed as the developers of Left 4 Dead. But then if you actually go down their roster of developers, like less than a third of yeah. the developers there actually worked, worked on, on Left, 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. And as the development of the game went on, as it went into production, more and more people from Left 4 Dead, who, who were the Left 4 Dead veterans left. So it's just like by the time the game came out, I think it like less than a dozen developers left there actually mm -hmm. worked on the original Left 4 Dead game. So it's it's kind of like uh um it, it kind of reminded me about that game Disintegration. Cause it was that game was marketed as from one of the creators of Halo Combat Evolved. I'm mm -hmm. like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you But right. he's the studio head. He ain't he's not even working on this game. Like he's doing nothing on this game. And he and he and he was the artist. He 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 designed the the the, the armor. Yeah. 
but he's not designing anything inside of disintegration. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, so what? You know, like it, it's it's weird like that how developers will publishers will market something the way you'll see sometimes Hollywood markets movies. From the producer of Terminator Two, we have, you know, Terminator Dark Fate or whatever, like the, the Terminator that everyone hates you know it's right. just like <laughs> which producer was this oh he's the guy that was getting coffee oh my god he <laughs> wasn't really a director move. or anything <laughs> oh my god okay we're done with this topic man oh, yeah. hold on hold, well, for, real quick though i i will say for me back in the day you know being the huge comic book guy the huge marvel guy that i am i was so excited for the uh video game tie-in for iron man that sega did and then i played the demo and i was like oh shit no and i dropped it didn't pick it up at all yeah so that was the game that just killed me so (laughs) yeah i agree yeah uh one by mother says the stuff is usually overblown who backed it up big games need a lot of support left for dead was backed by Val and um their resources and he's absolutely right about that that definitely right, right. i mean steam was huge steam was always been huge and and it definitely did well in there and then the fact that that game was exclusive to you know a very successful console at that time in the xbox 360 really really helped it too um but yeah, let's transition over to the second half of this conversation. Oh my god! <laughs> it's no, a- oh no, no, not that. I'm I'm mad at the pick that my my Washington Commanders just made. So, oh, is the draft today? It is today. Who yeah, who did the Lions pick? I uh, asked my friend Hutchinson. Oh, they did pick Hutchinson. Yeah. Oh, okay. They they wanted to keep they made it almost immediately. They wanted to keep that. <laughs> they wanted to keep that man here in Michigan. I see. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Um, that's actually a good pick for them. Um, so let's move over to the second uh, part of this conversation. Sony blocks stacking a PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Um, now we all know the reason this is a lot of people are upset about this. First of all, people went out and spent their hard-earned money to try to take advantage of a system <laughs> that mm, they probably didn't know was going to go the way it ended up going. And it also goes off the fact that, you know, when it came to Xbox, when they were, you know, doing their transition um, with game pass and everything, and they were given one-to-one subscription upgrades for everybody, you know, people thought that Sony would kind of do the same thing, but it looks like that isn't the case because over the last couple of days, Sony has uh, basically blocked anybody that already has the subscription and you can't stack on top of what you already have. They did in a press note, basically come out in the FAQ and told everybody that whatever your longest tenure of your uh, subscription services is the one that you have when they do the merge and they convert everything over, it will go to the, the latest one that you have that expires the latest. So this is, I guess their way of trying to like curve the fact that people went out and spent all this money to get as much, um, much time into the new service when it goes live. Uh, how do we actually feel about this? You know, I mean, I understand, you know, not a, you know, Microsoft did one thing, Sony's doing another thing, and they have the right to do that. But do we think that this is a good move for them to do when it comes to this new subscription service and the way stacking works? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I oh, wait, not... before you say so, I forgot. Um, 
Um, steady flow with the five dollar super chat. Forte talk okay. about those Call of Duty Vanguard pre-orders in in order to play the beta, aka trial. It was said a minimum of two hours. So dev choice, how long it so it was a dev choice on how long it would last. He's right. It was a, it was a very short. Well, it was a they didn't they have if I remember correctly, Chrono didn't they have time? Like it was like PlayStation got it early. They got it like a whole month early. And then they got the second drop a week before Xbox. And then Xbox finally got it at the end. But PlayStation had more drops. But I don't think there was a limit. It was like a weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it was a couple of weekends before. Yeah, and it was it was a scattered uh, beta uh, uh, trial. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it, with PlayStation. Yeah. You can play it as much as you want over those weekends. I, I do remember that. It wasn't no time limit on it. It was just the fact that Xbox didn't have access to it for like the first month and a half because it was exclusive to PlayStation for the first two drops and then it finally came to um, Xbox. So that's how that kind of happened. But yeah, I'm sorry, Slomo. Go ahead. I wanted to get that super chat because it was sitting up there for a while. Uh, no, no problem. No problem. Um, I, I do think this is a bit of a mistake when it comes to not allowing stacking. Like, come on now. Like this is something that your competition is doing. Um, something that like definitely the gaming community would want to continue and to, to not allow that uh, after making changes to your, your, your system, your PS plus uh, service system and the tiers and everything. It's just not a good look. I, I, I don't like it. Kronos, what about you? Tell the truth. Shane the devil. <laughs> no, I ain't. God, it's mm. gonna sound like I still work for the company. Uh, oh <laughs> lord, that's not what I was looking for. Go ahead. No, I, the thing is, it's just like stacking, or at least when people found out that PlayStation didn't cut off that avenue and started taking advantage of it, and, and it started getting reported. It's just like, had people just kept it on the DL. And it would have been perfectly fine. But then everyone started hearing about it. And then PlayStation was like, oh, shit. Um, oh, we got to stop that. Um, I truly, it, it, it's, does it, it does stack, look, hey, I already have three years, even before PlayStation, um, the PlayStation Plus change, I already had three years stacked up on my, playstation plus for those people that managed to get in early great job guys uh unfortunately you know uh they they closed that loophole um that people were taking advantage of and as a company i get it i understand completely that wasn't what was the, the intention um that wasn't supposed to be there but you know gamers are a crafty bunch they figured a way you know uh and like you say in Jurassic Park, you know, uh, life found a way. And that's what gamers did. They found a way. I'm sure I'm sure a, a gamer out there will try and find a way around this current block. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I overall, it's just like I can't fault them. You know, I get it. You know, does it uh, does it? I, I don't necessarily think that PlayStation should allow for stacking beyond what a person would have normally have gotten. Like the only reason a lot of people had been had, you know, were trying to get as much as possible is they're trying to game the system. Uh, 
but you know, like me, I won an extra year. Um, I got a year for free from when I worked for PlayStation. You know, <laughs> I right. I shouldn't be penalized in any way. You know, that was a natural occurrence, a natural reason why I had those stacks. Anyone else they were doing because just looking to try and game the system. You know, again, if you got in early, fantastic. If not, you should have been quicker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I hate saying that, you know. No, no, no. I, you I, don't work. You don't work for something. I know. I know. It's so bad. I know. But maybe it's Munchausen. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I have to, I blink twice if I, you know, if they, they still have me. I, <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, it's bad. No, I, I like, like I said, I respect, I respect the opinion on it. I mean, you know, and I, and I know you ain't just saying it because you know you used to work for Sony. You're saying because that's how you, and you always been kind of built that way. You know, if you're gonna take advantage of something, you better be quick to take advantage of it, but don't get mad when they take the ability from you away. Uh, but I also think this is more of a of a retail side when it comes to Sony and their retail partners, this is something that should have been nipped in the butt a long time ago. You know, Microsoft went out of their way to take, you know, the subscription model when it comes to the 12 month versions off the store for Xbox in general, but you can still go into a store and buy it. And that's why they allow you to do stacking. Now, everybody knows that stacking isn't going to last forever because sooner or later, yeah. Xbox is going to, you know, close that loophole. And they're basically saying, enjoy it while you can, because, uh, and that's another thing too. They already made it. So once you stack one time, you can't add on and stack anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's like, if you was just like right now with game pass, if you like try to stack like Xbox live and extend it, the Xbox, like say you buy a year of Xbox live, that year of Xbox live is only worth three months of game pass. Compared to like if you would have did it before you got Game Pass, it would have gave you one to one when you upgraded it. So even they found a way to you know kind of get around that little loophole when it comes to that. But I just look at it as you know everybody's going to try to game the system. Everybody knows you know if, if you're not if you don't do it you ain't trying. You know it also it ultimately just comes down to these people spent money on something that as of right now. It's still a separate feature. It's not like you're confined already. And you know what? Had I still been working for the company, they could have sent me out there and they could have pulled those people. cards off the sales floor. Yep, sure, sure could have. Because guess what? All those cards are still out there. People out there buying PlayStation um, Plus for... That's the thing, though. People are buying PlayStation Now. They're buying PlayStation Plus. So let me ask you this, Chrono. Why would they... You don't think people would want to be on PlayStation Plus for longer than a year, especially when it goes on sale? Like, I know a lot of people that work at GameStop or just people that shop at stores. When PlayStation Plus would go down to $39.99 during the holidays, some people would buy two years worth of it. And they would just and they would put them on their system and then they would be good for the next two years. I, I under the PlayStation now is a completely different thing because they removed those cards from the stores a long time ago. I don't even know where people are finding those cards at. You know, it, it's kind of crazy because we haven't had a PlayStation Now card in our store. As a matter of fact, I think you took them down in our store. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, um, have, we but, haven't you had know, them in places, forever. 
But the thing is, they were relying on third party to get the cards off of the shelves, off of every at uh, at other retailers. Uh, um, and of course, you know how third party is. Yeah, do. you know how third party can get. Yeah, or they they don't look at they don't do their due diligence, and um, you know, so people were finding cards at CVS's. Hell, I back in February, I found PlayStation Now cards in Staples of all places. Uh, they had a whole oh, wow. dedicated section for yeah. They had a dedicated section for uh, for gaming cards, and yeah, I saw PlayStation Now cards there, and I'm just like, ooh, someone probably should have pulled those, but you know, but I the, wasn't working at the yeah, time. But, so. but like I said, <laughs> that, was, that, the, was, that was my day off. Yeah, but then the ultimate question comes back to whose fault is that? Is it is it gamers' fault that's going out trying to take advantage of a system, or is that PlayStation's fault by not doing their due diligence to make sure that these retailers pull this stuff off the floor? Because if a person ends up with it, are we are we going to punish the consumer? That I mean, like I, I said, I agree <laughs> with you, but I just feel like we're punishing the wrong people here, especially when something's so easy, like just let this thing go through, and there's a blueprint out there of how you can do it. Like you, it didn't. Like I said, I would be a little bit more forth with it, like forthright with it, if it was the fact that this service is already live. This service I, isn't even live biggest, yet. I think the biggest problem is is that PlayStation pulled off the stacking. Uh, the the ability to stack without warning people, and that I think is where the biggest problem is. Exactly, had they yeah. warned people, had they warned people, this would be a different issue. But then they, but if they you had know, warned people, people would just like stack go beforehand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it would defeat the purpose of them doing a stealth change without anyone knowing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's just it it kind of rubs me the wrong way because you know, being a person that works in retail and stuff, it's like, what do you want? Yeah, you guys suffer the consequences right. of it. You because know, get, and cause who are they going to come yell at when they can't? When PlayStation, they go to PlayStation. PlayStation said we're not allowing stacking. What are those people going to do? They gonna come yell at us because well, so and then they're gonna tell us some some outlandish thing that PlayStation said. Well, this is something that you got to go to the retailer you bought it at, knowing it ain't got nothing to do with us. It's all about Sony. <laughs> you already know that's what it's gonna be like. So, I'm glad we don't have those cards and we don't have to deal with that. But you know, if you're one of those people that did get out there and stack up and you did get your stuff to go through before they made this change, kudos to you. If you're stuck holding the bag, sorry to hear it. Give that a, give that description to somebody that don't have one already, and they'll be able to use it. But um, it's unfortunate, man. Slomo, you got anything else you want to add to this so we move on? No, I'm good. We can move on. You good? Cool. All right, mm -hmm. PlayStation time's over. Let's talk Xbox. Xbox! <laughs> the best box! No. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase was announced today. Or it might, was it today or yesterday? Days are blurring. I think it was, yeah, it was yesterday. Got announced for June twelfth, um, which is pretty interesting because it's all you had to do was just look at the month of June and say, "Hmm, what what week could have happened?" It never happens the first week. Probably gonna happen the second week. So you just land on June second, June twelfth, because that's the Sunday that Microsoft always does all their stuff. Um, so we're gonna get a chance. You know, they had a lot of Starfield information. Um, come out about it. They're going to be talking about that. They're going to do a huge showcase on all the stuff that's coming when it comes to Xbox and Bethesda. What are we looking forward to? What is the things that need to be shown at this showcase? 
And um, what games outside of just, you know, um, Starfield do we think we're going to probably see at this showcase? Slow-mo, go, go with you first. Uh, as you said, we're definitely going to see Starfield. Um, we're going to see, probably see a lot of Starfield. As, as, as typical as Bethesda does when they're about to release a game, they show you a whole lot of the game that we're going to get into a little bit later about Starfield and what, what apparently we might be seeing due to a leak. Shout out to mm-hmm. the, uh, the the guy who who burned his career to do that. Burned but, it. Um, <laughs> um, I think we're probably also going to see Redfall. We got to see Redfall. Like that's supposed to come out before Starfield. Yeah. And outside of a CG trailer that didn't represent at all what the gameplay actually is going to be like, because it's a first person shooter. Um, that's supposed to be more in the vein of like, say, like a Borderlands kind of style game. And I mean, we just saw like a, just a CG trailer and that's it. So like, definitely we need to, uh, see that I, I want to see some more reveals, uh, like some more announced games, um, coming for the future. But, but more than that, I, what I want to see is some of these games that they've announced a while ago. I want to see something from them. Because as of right now, I am somewhat concerned about where these games are and the status of them. Like, we've been hearing a lot this year about, like, games in development that are being published by Xbox Game Studios, and they're still in pre-production. These games are still dealing with, uh, like, all kinds of turmoil going on behind the scenes. Uh, we've seen it with Undead Labs, the initiative. And initially, when we heard about these games and when they were announced, everyone just had it in their mind that, like, you're, you're we're probably going to see this in 2023, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I had it in my mind based off of when they were announced that we were going to see in next year Fable, Avowed, uh, State of Decay 3. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't think of everything, but a, a host of games that were like some of the first, Hellblade 2, a lot of the games that were first announced with their first like tier, not tier, but the first crop of acquisitions and talent. And so far, all we've heard is like, hey, they're just getting into production. If you're just getting into production, you're definitely not going to launch this game next year. Nor would I want you to. Oh, please don't. Right. So it's just, I want to see progress from those games. Uh, I I don't want to see. I actually, let me let me let me go back on one thing I said earlier about new announcements. What? Not necessarily. Not that's okay. Not necessarily go back, but let me clarify. I don't want. I would like to see new announcements, but I don't want teaser trailers no more. I'm done with teaser trailers. <laughs> I'm done. I don't care because a lot of them aren't representative of what we're actually going to play. That's true. So instead, just say, hey, we, we're announcing that, hey, we're working with Kojima and he's making a game. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Move along. Because I don't want to see anything that's not gameplay. I want to see gameplay. I want to see what the game's actually going to be. Let me know what I'm going to actually get it played so I can, I can know what I'm getting into. So, so like, basically, no Redfall. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want that. They said he can hear you. No. Let me, let me mute you and unmute you again. All right, go ahead. See if we can okay. hear you now. Check one, two. 
OBS is having a problem. Uh, check one kick in you guys. Okay, now, now we're good. Okay, yeah, you, you might want to keep an eye on that because that, that that's the second time it happened. Yeah, I look at um, it. uh, well, what I was saying, I don't know how how much you guys heard, but what I was saying was, I I don't want to deal with the whole teaser trailer thing again. Like, if you're gonna announce something, cool, announce it. Say, hey, you're working with Kojima on a cloud game. Have Kojima come out, you know, mumble some stuff. You know, be Kojima. Everyone's going to lap it up. Cool. All right, get off the stage. Now, if you're going to show me something, show me gameplay. Show me what I'm actually going to play, so I can determine whether I want to play it or not. I don't want to see no ever. Don't ever. Don't show me. Do not do it ever wild again. Oh my God! Please don't. Ever wild. They showed us two trailers. They know what the game is, and we don't know what the game is. Don't ever do that again. And if you got any other games out there where you're going to show me contraband, where it looks like they're just chopping up a car in a garage somewhere for 30 seconds, <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. Just don't show it. And I know that seems like I am asking for a lot, but I'm really not. I'm asking for them to do what everyone else does, what their competition does. When Nintendo comes out with a direct and they show you, their game they're showing you what you're going to be playing right when sony comes out and shows you a trailer like a trailer of their game it's the game yeah they they do the teaser trailer stuff too a little bit but you actually see what the game is right and that's why i want to see what the game is i want to see what what uh compulsions game is i want to see the game i want to see what redfall is i want to see the game i don't want to see a seven minute cg trailer i don't want to see a five a, a two minute cg trailer stay of the k3 that i know daggone well the game does not look like that based off of the, what the uh, previous games look like i want to see gameplay and i know that sounds tough but look, that's what your competition is doing. And that's what, as a as a gamer, as a consumer, that's what I want to see. I want to be able to see what I'm going to play. I want to be excited for that. I want to see Fable. I want to see actual Fable. Not a fairy getting eaten by a frog. I know it was funny. <laughs> but in retrospect, what, what did you show me? You didn't show me anything. You know, right. there's so many questions I have about that game. Is it a remake? Of the of the of the first fable, is it a continuation of the story? Are you changing the gameplay? What, what is the combat like? Are you keeping the humor? There's so many questions that I have, and out of all their games, Fable is my most anticipated game out of their first party. That's that's up and coming, and and that's a, a game I don't know anything. It's been in development forever. It's, it was in development before. They even acquired Playground. Right. It was in development and has been in the, that was like 2019. This is three years later. We, we've seen nothing. So, I mean, I, I, I've been ranting for a minute. I apologize. But, like, I, no, I'm just saying, I, I want to see, I would like to see a show that is 
I, I do like the I will say this I like the cadence of way they do their shows now for E3. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of talking. It's not a lot of Very hey hey hating. I'm a dev and I make I'm a I'm a character artist for no shut up get out get out the way I don't, no one cares who you are and what you do. Show us games. I like the cadence. They can show you game only on Game Pass. Next game coming up. World premiere. Show the game only on Game Pass. Next game up. I love that. I love it. And now that they got like a gazillion studios, you will need to keep that cadence because you got a lot of stuff. You should have a lot of stuff to show, right? So I like I like the way that they, they do their E3s now. I just want to see gameplay and not so many teaser trailers. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, so Katopsy says, I want them to impress me, but I'm not sure that will happen. Capono said, is CGI mixed with gameplay okay, Sluma? Uh, is CGI mixed with gameplay okay? That's fine. As long as I see some gameplay in it, gives me an idea of what I'm dealing with. I'm cool. What about the cool what about the cinematic, you know, detached camera gameplay? <laughs> when it te- okay, like so like Halo, like Halo, year, right? like Halo and that Destiny was, does that 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 trailer was 100. percent See uh, that it wasn't CG because it was in in engine, mm-hmm. but it was in engine detached camera gameplay. Like I want to see it. Like I like I said, how you last experience year, it. I want to be in the helmet. I want to see the way the game looks when I am playing the game. That's what I want to see. And so when I don't see that, then I'm like, all right, I, I like I, I I see what you did, but mm-hmm. I I can't really I don't really feel it. You know, so it's just like, come on, like show me, show me what I want to see, which is what gameplay. And if, if it's if it's true that's mixed with gameplay, I'm still getting a a representation of what the game is going to actually look like. You know, All right? No, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see, Lady Say it says I'm fine with teaser trailers. Seems like standards for entertainment. I don't want just an announcement. Uh, cat daddy, cat elder, yeah, yeah, I called you cat daddy. So elder cat, that's what you gonna be from now on. They can do, uh, they can do it. I just won't. It won't just be purchased on day one. Uh, lady says, uh, she said, oh, she put a super chat up here. She says, lady saying with the ten dollars super chat, I'm gonna have to disagree with slow mo. If they not, if they're announcing a game, a teaser is fine. Uh, uh, competitive. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Ugh, I don't know. Um, competition dose uh, that something Wolverine as well as God of War was announced with a teaser trailer. Okay, to okay, that's fine. That's fine, lady. I I, I, you know, I agree with opinion. that when it comes that's, to that's, the announcement. Yeah, that that's fine. I think okay, I'll take both of her examples of Sony games. One I was fine with. One I was I didn't care for the God of War Ragnarok teaser. I didn't care for because. It wasn't exactly a shocker. I knew it was already in development. Right. And then you just do you did a 10 second teaser that showed me nothing. So I didn't I didn't care for that at all. Right. But Wolverine came out of left field. Like that wasn't on anyone's think- radar. That was that one I was fine with because it was like a complete shock reveal thing. Very, very much like say Final Fantasy VII Remake. When that was revealed, that was a shocker 
of you know back in was it 2015 2016 mm-hmm. that was a shocker no it came out of left field if you want to tease something tease something that's a surprise don't tease something that we already know is in development right all right good what are you about hey, to say but, but but don't you that there like one of the biggest differences between like when playstation does a teaser Ver- or Nintendo teaser versus when Microsoft does a teaser is that when Nintendo or PlayStation does it, there's a history of quality already there, N- whether it be from the franchise or from the developers themselves. Like with Wolverine, you know, we know Insomniac's going to do a fantastic job, you know. Right. Um, and we already saw what they but, did with, 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 with Spider Man. So it's like. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, but then, yeah. yeah, but then when you compare it to like what Microsoft is doing, I am trying my hardest to think of a back catalog, a, their, their legacy games that doesn't include Halo, Gears, Forza, and Fable. Oh, Lord. I'm trying to think of those games. That's something that, you know, that is inherently emblematic of Microsoft, but I can't. You know, um, and so I honestly have no idea what they what Microsoft can announce that will surprise me. It has to be more general stuff like um, I'm more excited for I'm I'm hoping that they show me a story driven uh, game, you know, as opposed to a you know, as opposed to some X, X title, you know? Yeah, right. Oh, I agree with that. I. I ultimately think it just comes down to depending on what camp you in, Xbox has to, if you're on the PlayStation side, Xbox has to go all out. They have to show you and convince you of the reason that they want you to go out and either purchase a $500 or $300 system or invest inside a Game Pass to be able to get those games on PC or whatever platform you prefer. Uh, that's that game pass is available on i think that's one side of it the other side the xbox side i and i think that's kind of the more interesting side of it because you have you know a lot of people in the community that are just tired of waiting when it comes to what xbox is doing then you also have the side that kind of understands that you know things like this isn't going to happen overnight but I do think we we talked about this consistently ever since, you know, the acquisition of Bethesda. Uh, we got, you know, like we got a topic about it later, talking about Activision and what's going on there. So they have all these studios now, 34 in total right now. And that's before the 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 um, no, that's actually with the push with the new with Call of Duty and everything after that goes through. They'll have all these studios, but we still haven't gotten, you know, announcements outside of the ones that we had already and then a lot of those games we haven't uh, seen any type of updates all we've been hearing is like consistently like issue at this studio issue at that studio game this game that starfield we're finally going to see gameplay for which has been the one that they've been kind of consistently talking about over the course of the last couple of weeks i'm with slow-mo to the point where we need to just start seeing like more outside of what they've been showing like it's good that we're going to see starfield but that game comes out this year we need to know what's going on with redfall you showed that you showed that game and and basically radio silence since it's been out i definitely want to see something around that i want to get 
a actual gameplay demo or something because I think Hellblade is probably not going to come out this year, but it's more than likely a 2023 game. I would like to at least see some, you know, action when it comes to that game uh, to see exactly where we are. Um, and yeah, some people are going to say, well, we just saw some stuff last year, but that goes back to what someone said. Yeah, it was a, it was in game, but until you see it with your own eyes and you see it from the perspective that you would play it as a person that's playing the game, you really don't know what you're getting from these games. You know, I always go back to that whole watchdog thing where they were showing gameplay, but guess what? Game didn't look anything like that by the time it got said and done. So I think a lot of people just want to see Xbox um, live up to the promise of all of these studios that they have by starting to showcase what exactly is going to be coming with these um, with these games and really show the roadmap of 2023, 2024, 2025, you know, um, give us give us the blueprint. We know a lot of these studios they just purchased recently have games that they just released. We know we talked about how um, the Outer Worlds is a game that just got released and they and and they're still working on their next IP that's coming out. We know that um, all these, we know that, you know, con not contraband. We know that, um, I forget the name of the studio. They just released games. We know that Wasteland 2, Wasteland 3 just came you out see, last year. The studio who, who's doing contraband? Yeah, contraband. Who? Yeah, what's, That's Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah. So we, we know that there's a lot of studios out here making a bunch of different games, but we don't have any real timetables on them. So I think this E3, or this, not even E3, because E3 is not a thing anymore, which we still got to get used to right now. I think this showcase should be about laying the groundwork of what we're going to see from xbox and if and it shouldn't just be from half their studios we should get as many updates from as many of these studios as we possibly can get you know it shouldn't be 10 or 15 it should be like 20 25 we know there's some studios out there like the initiative that's going through a lot of different things that we probably won't see anything around perfect dark anytime soon but What's the coalition working on? We 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 hear that they're working on some other things too. So that's the things I'm really looking forward to. But they definitely need to knock it out the park with this Starfield. They definitely need to um have a, a, a more groundwork of some things that they're building up for when it comes to Halo with the second half of this um this expansion of Halo is gonna look like when it comes to the campaign stuff. Because I think as much as we harp on co-op and all that other stuff. There's a lot of people want to know when's the next iteration for campaign coming. You know, let's be for real about that too. So I want to see what they're going to do around that. I don't know if we're going to get that, but that's something that I as a gamer would like to know because I look more forward to that than I do the multiplayer at this point because I don't know exactly what we're going to get around that until they actually do it. So I'm really excited and I always tell people, don't temper your expectations to be excited for something you love. If you love video games, you should be excited to see what they're going to show. They may disappoint the heck out of you, but guess what? That's their job to make you feel like what we're giving you and what you purchased from us is worth it. And if they fail at that, that's not your fault being a gamer and being excited for it. It's their fault by not putting on a good enough show to make you feel like what you bought and what you feel about it being a gamer when it comes to the Xbox side of it, that's on them. So be excited for what they got to show. And if you if there's anything that you want to see, make sure you voice that on Twitter to them. They're always listening. Aaron Greenberg retweets everything for the most part. So, you know, 
let them know what you want to see. And we got time to still infect this, but I think that's the biggest thing that I want to see from them. Just a vision and something to look forward to other than 2023, because we don't know what 2023 is. We, we keep saying 2023 is going to be the year that Xbox turns it around. But do we have any, do we really truly know that this is their year to show it? They've been saying this is the year they'll be turning around. You know, after four times, they start going in the same direction. Jesus. Well, that's the biggest thing for me. I just need them to do it now. Do it now. That's all they can do is do it now. Uh, Shout out to Lay uh, saying with the $5 Super Chat. Appreciate you, girl. Uh, Let me put this out there. I'm not a fan of any of Sony's first parties. Uh, Horizon, God of War, which one is F? can't tell you um are not for everyone sony just has spider-man god of war oh i see what she put yes yeah, spider-man god of war and the other two what yeah she be- I think sony has more uh I- ip franchises than that uncharted well she, ju- well, she just she's naming the big ones that's what it is uncharted and the last of us aren't the aren't big ones well, they're out of sight, out of Horizon, mind. Well, listen, the Horizon series, the first game, she said sold twenty million. She said Horizon and God of War. She she put the end Spider Man. Okay. But but I mean, I, I think we're you're greatly devaluing their IPs. Yeah, I I, I, I agree they, with they've that. They've got multiple games that sell in in the the twenty millions. But you, you know, it's yeah. But you, I will say this, and, and, and I agree with you. Slomo, but I will say a person like her, she's that person that when she goes into a store or when she looks at the marketplace, the exclusive game, the exclusive games for the platform don't really do anything for her. Let me, I always look at people that buy a particular platform, but don't buy the games that are on that That's platform. Fine. But just because those games don't appeal to you, you can't say they don't have awesome franchise well no no she i think she just said that she's not a fan she didn't say that they're not good she just said she's not a fan of them i mean that's 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 basically you just saying that you just don't like those games it's not saying that like you slow it's not saying you don't like them it's not saying that i say you can't like them you you look at her super chat and and thank you once again for the for the for that super chat lady appreciate it but the first two sentences are personal to her personal to her I'm not a fan of right. These games are not for everyone, right? Then says Sony just has. That's a fact. That that's not personal. That that's not a personal opinion. Okay, I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. I mean, maybe she's and, talking and, about and, elaborate on that lady for us, so we can just make sure. Because I'm I'm taking it that you're just talking about Spider Man and God of War are the ones that you probably care about. But if you mean like in general, that's all they have to. Yeah, absolutely. Slow moves completely right about that. I just took the I just took your statement as more of this. These, like those are the only ones that you truly care because that's how I am. I'm not. I mean, I like Uncharted, but God of War is like literally the beginning and end for PlayStation for me. I still play a lot of their games and stuff, but if but I literally bought a PlayStation Five when it came out at launch not knowing when God of War was coming out, and it still isn't out. It, it, who, it, people say it's going to come out this year. I still don't believe it. But whenever it does come out, I'm going to have my PlayStation for it because that's the one game on PlayStation that I care about the most. So uh, he, he's absolutely right. If, if that's the case, they do have way more because the it's a reason Sony has worldwide appeal 
because they have so they have their hands in so many different genres, so many different um so many different types of um development when it comes to these games. You make just in JRPGs alone, we talk about how Microsoft is now the RPG of the West. You know, JRPGs are still pretty well alive on the PlayStation and they got some big ones over there and it's it just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. But um Krona, what what do you what do you think about um what do you think what is it that you think about just that in general that comment that she had yeah you, you, you know, can put your PlayStation hat back on for this one no 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 <laughs> no I get it I mean because I mean you know she may not like uh story driven narrative games which has been pretty much the bread and butter of PlayStation um. You know, if if all you play are the multiplayer games, I mean that you definitely look. That's definitely where PlayStation has a deficiency. You know, the multiplayer style games. Um, I I mean, just like her, I don't play. You know, multiplayer games. So nothing that Microsoft has shown, you know, appeals to me. But you know, show me the next thing that Doublebind does. Show me more gameplay on Hellblade Two. I'm all for that. You know. Honestly, when I saw the actual game, the new gameplay of Hellblade 2, I'm just like, oh, shit, am I going to have to buy myself an Xbox now? Probably very irresponsible in my current unemployment state. But, you know, as right. it gets closer to release, I'd definitely like to see more on that Hellblade 2. And I, so I get it. I get it completely. But again, to be dismissive of, you know, all of the franchises, the catalog of franchises that we have, um, you know, versus what Microsoft has that aren't associated with like the Bethesda, um, the Bethesda acquisition. Um, yeah, he, it, you'd be hard pressed to actually fusion frenzy, I guess. Maybe well, that's think, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the biggest thing that she was pushing back on because she 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 elaborated in the chat. She said, "My issue is the comment on quality from Microsoft by Chrono." Um, he said he was not excited about what Microsoft has coming out because it's just Gears, Forza, and Halo. Well, it, yeah, that, that's it. I understand <laughs> that. Well, but, but, but there there is more than that that coming out. If you look at these studios, right? So, the Coalition, of course, is probably working on another Gears game, but Compulsion is working on a brand new IP. Double Fine is working on a brand new IP. Uh, a lot of the studios that they acquired had games that were already uh, because these were multi-plat studios they their games that they were coming out with you know very soon were still multi-plats but now they're working on exclusive content so now we do need to kind of like look at like the publisher hat has to kind of it has to be it has to be taken into consideration and and it, it, i'm gonna i'm gonna use a sports analogy here real quick when when you see a great player, right? Actually, because the NFL draft is going on, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. The NFL draft happens every year. And every year, we see these players that have all this potential. And everyone's saying, oh, this guy's going to be great. And, and, then, and then, like, every year it happens, like clockwork, a, a significant portion of these players are bust. But if you notice, there's always the same teams drafting at the top of the draft. There's always the same teams based upon their terrible record. They're always drafting the mm -hmm. big hype player and they never seem to work out for those organizations. What's the, what's the common denominator here? The common denominator is that that team 
sucks at cultivating talent. And so it really isn't like so much the player's fault for being a bust, but the team for failing the player. Now, the reason why I bring that up is that are we going to see a similar situation where now like people hype up about oh, double fine Sacrifice two was so great, you know, it was nominated for game of the year and it was a great game. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the game that was published by Xbox game studios. They came in and like, you know, at near the end and they definitely put money into the game. Same way they put money into wasteland three, but like now we're going to get into these games being developed completely from beginning to end, from pre-production to a post-production process, all under the Xbox banner. How are those games going to perform? Are they going to be just as good as they were before? Or now, because there's a blank check for for some of these studios, are they going to be even better? How are these games going to turn out? I think that that's kind of like with so many, so much new here, so much new studios here, that's where things are like, it's uncertain. You can't say for certain, these are good, talented people, but you can't say for certain that they're definitely going to deliver on all that content. You know, you got, we thought the initiative was going to be a sure thing. And it looks like probably not. They're going to need, we hope with Crystal Dynamics, can save this this perfect dark remake you know there's a lot here that is too new to just be like or those get to be definitive and like these games are going to hit right now i i agree with lady and i disagree with chronos there's more here than halo gears and forza way more because even with publishing, they're working with like Avalanche, they're working with IO Interactive on some kind of dragon game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're working on a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with Halo, Gears, or Forza. But what is still in question is the level of quality of those games. And when, it, when you compare that to Sony PlayStation Studios, the level of quality of those games isn't in question. Like, you know what you're going to get from Naughty Dog. You know what you're going to get from Insomniac, Sony Santa Monica, Gorilla, Sucker Punch. You know you're, what you're getting from that. And you know what you're getting from the dynamic of those studios being published and overseen by Sony PlayStation leadership. That's different than the combination of Double Fine Productions in Xbox Game Studios, Obsidian <laughs> Entertainment in Xbox Game Studios. Now that's a different dynamic because previously Obsidian has been public and had all kinds of publishers. Ubisoft, uh, what's the one? What's the publisher that is like under 2K? Um, Oh, I can't remember their name, but they, they do a lot of like smaller publishing for uh, a lot of like indie developers. I can't. They published The Outer Worlds. Yeah. Oh, you talk about the, the who published it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, you're talking about. Their name. Um, they're, they're owned by 2K. Private Division. Yes, thank you. Private Division. So, Private Division, right? So, like, this is different management here. 
even though they allow the creator freedom of these developers, we know they allow the creator freedom because they allow every wild to be shown, right? So they allow the creator freedom, but that said, we don't know how the full process is going to work out because we have yet to see any of these games really come out. And the ones that we have seen come out, we're talking like Bleeding Edge, <laughs> which really can't be considered an Xbox Game Studios game because, again, another game that was in development before they acquired the developer. So now what we're really talking about, were those games that from the very beginning to end were developed by the, the, these new studios under Xbox leadership? Mm -hmm. And we can't say definitively, uh, sorry, definitively, either way, they are going to suck or be awesome. All right. And so really that's all we're really saying here is that when it compare you compare that to Sony PlayStation, there is a history of that dynamic of publisher developer that has given us awesome games that people have enjoyed. Whether they're personally your preference of games or not. Yeah. I I think that's the biggest thing. And that was, that's actually a really good segue right there. Cause I think that's ultimately what it comes down to because People get passionate. Like I'm looking through the chat, and you know, people are saying a lot of people are like saying they're 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 more than just gears, gears, Forza, and Halo, which which they are. Um, but the narrative has been that's all they've been for so long. It's going to take people a while to like kind of course correct on that. Um, especially until they start seeing you know games like Starfield and Redfall and Hellblade uh, two come out. Then I think once you tangibly see it then at that point people will just kind of look at it like oh okay they actually do have way more than just the tempo titles and stuff because i think starfield has kind of set itself up to be next in line when it comes to that i mean people like even knowing bethesda just got purchased by xbox people don't consider you know fallout a tempo title of xbox yet because it hasn't been one that released under the stewardship of xbox yet so uh, even knowing that is, uh, if someone wanted to make that argument and say that, yeah, definitely they got Fallout, they got Starfield, they got Doom, which which are all games they do have under their umbrella. Um, people just don't see it that way until they start releasing those games on a cadence where they can see what the quality looks like while they're under Microsoft. So, uh, I do agree with both sides of it, but in general, it just comes down to. People love the games that they're playing. Like I was looking at just people just talking about it, but like Lady said that, um, where was it at? She said, Grounded is awesome. I know a lot of people that think Grounded is a really good game. It may not be for nobody on this panel. I know Slobo wouldn't get caught. Well, actually he did get caught dead playing it because he had ladybugs <laughs> chasing him around, killing him. And it was great to see. And I think it was, it was great for y'all to see. I was I, I, not, not my kind of game. That is what I would say. But I don't even think that game is 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 that like officially out? Is, I don't know. Early is, access. I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good. I haven't jumped on it to see in a while. Um, shout out to Lady Saying with another five dollar super chat, girl. You 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 making me blush now. Um, if we're saying that the narrative needs to change, it always requires the community to not perpetuate that narrative as well. And absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. But the other thing comes down to you if you see if you seek it out you're always going to find it 
that's the one thing like i i had this conversation with some people in a in a in a dm saying you know hey you if you go out searching for this stuff I don't care if you don't want to see it. If you're, if you're paying attention to all that stuff and you let it affect you, it's going to be a thing that's going to consistently always happen because people have different points of view. People see different um, things as a benefit to them when it comes to this console space. You know, most of these people aren't even in it for the games. Most of them are in it to have clout and to have a have a voice into something where they have this echo chamber where they feel like they can say what they want and everybody takes it as gospel because let's be for real unfortunately 90 percent of the human race are followers literally they are now i hope that the the better part of the 10 percent is in this chat we don't follow anybody. I feel like, you know, you may, you pave your own way. You like the games that you like because you decided to play those games and you didn't go off the opinions of somebody else to basically say if a game sucked or not. And if that's the case, good for you. You're in the top echelon of people that play video games, but that is not the case for most people. Uh, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. Uh, Kronos, what do you, what do you think about that? Is he, is he? Oh. No, hi, hi. Mike, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, no, I, look, I, I, I completely, uh, I, I agree with what Lady uh, saying is saying. You know, there's you, there's the echo chamber that that gamers tend to exist in, um, and uh, they definitely like to, you know shout and try and be the loudest and try and get that uh and try and get those looks uh, you know the, the 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 engagement you know and, and and that is how one i guess uh one uh you know qualifies their worth i guess but i mean i mean beyond that it, it's uh you know it, gamers tend to be set in their ways you know, right. as much as one to change the the narrative, you know, gamers tend to stick with their their mentality. It, it's very hard to change the mentality of uh, one of those hardcore folk. Oh, so absolutely, um, I agree. I agree. Uh, Slow mo. Want to move yep. on for this one? You got anything else you want to add? And I want to. I don't want to take it out. I don't want to take the mic away from you. You still got some energy for it. Uh, no, um, there was someone, I can't remember who it was, but they had said something to the effect of if, if Xbox is so terrible at publishing games, how they become publisher of the year last year. Uh, I did want to address that real quick. Well, I would say uh, they deserve credit for the work they put in last year. I don't want to take that away from them. Mm -hmm. um, but again, a lot of the games that came out last year were one, either were games that are not a first party studio for example uh microsoft flight simulator is was uh developed by asobo which is not a first party studio under them that's one two forza and halo are a part of that which you know we were supposed to be talking about going beyond you know halo gears and forza you got two out of the, uh, the three you got 66 percent of that that narrative right there that year and Psychonauts 2 is a game that was in development for, for far longer, you know, before the, they were acquired by Double Fine. So, like, when we're talking about, when I was talking earlier about the process of the new dynamic, 
these quality studios, these these studios who have delivered on good games before, now working from beginning to end, from pre-production to post-production under Xbox Game Studios for these games. It's a different, uh, it's it's a different dynamic than what we saw from them previously, and so mm-hmm. now with Obsidian, the Outer Worlds loved it, absolutely loved it, but now Outer Worlds Two avowed. These games are completely developed under Xbox Game Studios. We can't say definitively that the the same level of quality that they were delivering before will still be here as well when we have seen already with some things behind the scenes where there's some turmoil going on. And it's not necessarily what the, the old narrative about Xbox or Microsoft used to be where they were too uh, rigid uh, uh, micromanaging people not allowing the creative freedom that the developers were needing instead it's like the complete opposite too loose you, you you're you're not you're you allow that creative freedom but then you're also not uh stepping in and and nipping things in the bud when veteran developers who are used to a leader coming in and saying, hey, look, y'all got to clean this up. Someone's got to make a decision here. Here's the decision. Since y'all can't seem to get this figured out, we need right. y'all missing deadlines. This is the decision. Let's keep going. Like, like some of those things aren't being done. And so when it comes to that, and, and you got games that, you know, here we are, like, talk, still talking about last year, these games came out on, on PC the year before, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator. These weren't brand new games either. So, but again, excellent year for them. And I think the momentum from 2021 has carried over to this year because they haven't released anything this year. And yet the, the system is selling. I mean, they're well. selling consoles like crazy with no game. Right. <laughs> and they're and and they're and they're and they're growing in that in that momentum. Now they gotta get some games to really kind of keep it going. But like, look, like it's the fruit of what they did last year is 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 working and we gotta give them credit for that but that's also let's not say okay now because of one year now everything else is going to be just like 2021 that's not that's not necessarily reality either yeah i'm with you shout out to the homeboy bit told cloudo with the five dollar super chat hit the like button salute to the homies yeah salute to you too brother great um I really love what you're doing on your channel, man. You, 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 you head places. Well, you already been head places, but you, you well on your way to doing better than most people are doing. And I appreciate the stuff that you do. Uh, Capono, Capono says, Forte and Slow Mo, uh, don't do the fanboy thing. That's why I subscribe. Shout out to you, bro. That we, listen, man, we have our oh, preference. We, we have our preferences. You know, I love Xbox. Slow Mo loves his PC more than anything, but. You know, we ain't going to let that cloud judgment, you know, you got to have a got to have an understanding that, you know, what we like may not be for another person and what they like may not be for me, but we can give an honest opinion and assessment on everything that we see. So uh, shout out to that. But uh, 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 moving on to the next topic. But first, Elder Cat with the twenty dollar super chat showing support also road company has the best shooting in any game out right now <laughs> oh my god okay you know what you know i'm gonna let you live on this one bro i'm gonna let you live on this one because we all know that absolutely ain't the case but uh hey, it might be you, you really think so it, 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 hey hey it might be maybe you need to play yourself some road company sir 
Mm. I'm saying, look, look, the game is not like I think Rogue Company probably will never recover the player base that it once had. I think I always kind of say this, and and and, and you know, look, we could talk about games like Halo Infinite's kind of dealing with this, like a a a stage of this where you want to try to get your uh your player base back, but like. Rogue Company is a better game now than it was when people were playing it, but like no one really knows except for the people who are Rogue Company like gamers, like me and and, and Elder Cat. Like we're the ones that's like playing the game, but no one else really knows because no one else is giving it a shot. Like how are you going to know if the game got better or not if you don't play it? And I think when they had that that period where it was hacking galore everywhere. <laughs> and the game was having disconnect. Some of the, the disconnects are still there, left and right. But they fixed a a good majority of the issues with the game. But it's just like people aren't playing it. You know, so I you can't convince people. You can't convince people to come back to something. They they got no more interest to it. It's as much as as much as I want to say that man is capping like crazy. Um, because I will always say that Destiny has the best gameplay. It gets well, gets gunplay. Of any game out right now, but I also, but I also, but I also, but I also know that I am, um, I am very impartial to that conversation, so I'm not going to say that. But, but if if it's good for you, it's good for it's good for everybody. Um, let's move on to the Starfield conversation. Um, Big Cloud said he wants to come in here. He has an announcement for his Monday thing, so I'm going to send him an invite so he can come in and we can get his idea on some of this stuff too. Um, uh, does he have your Discord already, Sloma? Big Cloud? I don't think he does, but let me, let yeah, me send him, to... yeah, send him a link to the Discord so he can jump in. Um, but yeah, moving on to Starfield information. Um, the new poster child of Xbox, you know, especially for the year 2022, everything revolves around Starfield right now. Uh, first thing I want to do is Kronos. I mean, are you even, are you interested in Starfield? I feel like such a really like like a a fake gamer oh. now because I I don't I don't worship at the altar of Bethesda. I Tom I Howard, appreciate Okay, Todd. Is that Bethesda is I Todd, appreciate, Todd Howard is that's all it is. Yeah, I mean I appreciate the what they've brought to the industry and how well that you know and 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 you know the millions of millions of games sold i do but i don't i i'm not a fan of their games or the gameplay i feel when it comes to rpgs um the pacing is glacial i prefer i prefer the more vibrancy and over the topness of a jrpg uh any day but that's me um right. but again at the same time i you know i see why they are highly regarded so so yes i have i have no uh opinion about starfield except that you know i i always hope that when a a a company brings out a game that everyone is hyped up for that something changes or they do something that gets me to finally you know say okay i see it that is a fantastic game Still, you know, like I, you know, I haven't played Elden Ring, so I don't know if Elden Ring's that type of game that changes my opinion about from software to style of games. I'm hoping that Starfield 
going to be that game that changes my opinion about, you know, um, you know, the kinds of games that Bethesda brings out. Okay. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Uh, slow-mo. Homie. Yo. Homie. Best friend. Amazing co-host of the DPS podcast. Owner of the Slow-Mo Backslap YouTube channel that has a really good Elden Ring review on it. If you haven't checked it out, please go do it. Because uh, I need him to make more videos on that channel. Uh, so I'm, I'm working on it. I know you are. So tell me, Elden, uh, Elden Ring. Ooh, Elden Ring. Tell me, Starfield. Uh, somebody went out the way and um, ruined their career. So tell me what happened, Slomo. All right. So apparently there was a uh, a leak, and I think it began on recent era from a former uh, Bethesda Game Studios employee. I think this person worked uh, on. It was a character artist mm -hmm. for uh, for for uh, Starfield, um, and. This guy actually revealed a whole bunch of stuff about uh, where the state of the game is at, at this point in time. He said the creation engine sucks. <laughs> um, he said that uh, the, uh, the the shooting is fine or okay, uh, but then said that the uh, the space travel or the, the flying is, is terrible at this moment. And he thought that, like... Uh, he said that um, in regards to the game making its release date, that it likely will make it because there is an overabundance of content. There probably is too much content in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they can cut some of that content to make sure that they make the release date and still be fine. And still not feel like there's nothing to do. But what they're working on right now is bug fixing and trying to find the fun. Which, I, the first part, good to hear because as we know with Bethesda games they are super buggy every time super super buggy but the other part of it that is find the fun find the fun is not <laughs> what I like to hear from a game that's supposed to come out in like how many months six months from now you trying to find the fun I mean you found it in Bucks now who Ooh. found it in Buck Snacks? What's up, bro? What's up? No, man. Uh, definitely. Well, welcome to DPS, bro. Good, good hey, we, we have to get Thanks you on full of, we have to get you on a full episode one of these days. Yeah, you never hit me up. Y'all never text, you never write. I was trying to feel a certain way. Oh, oh well, well, listen, you always <laughs> listen, you always welcome. You you gave me a seat at your show whenever I need to jump in. You always have a seat here, sir. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So so, so what do you think? Did, did you see the stuff about Starfield? I did. Um, like I don't want to get my hopes up super high for the game until I see gameplay. That's where I'm at with the the whole thing. Um, the gameplay is going to be the deciding factor on whether or not I think the game's good or if the hype's justified. I see a lot of people putting super high expectations, and I mean, you would think people will learn from the Cyberpunk thing, right? Let's see the game first before we yeah. overhype it. So that's where I'm at with it. I do have faith that it's going to be good. I do think they're going to deliver, but I, but like, you know, like everybody, you know, you know, like everybody has like their own vision for like how the game might play, look, um, features and whatnot. I think that sets the game up for failure because you're putting these unrealistic expectations for something that might not even come close to, you know, looking like what you want, if that makes sense. So that's where I'm at with the whole thing. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, something that Ryan just mentioned, um, visuals. So uh, there's something else that this guy said. He said that uh, the game looks good visually, but it's not like horizon level good. So Horizon mm. Forbidden West looks, He what he's basically saying is that Horizon Forbidden West looks, looks better. better. <laughs> Then well, at the current time, because yeah. he, he did say like they're working on the lighting and it looks better and better, you know, every day. But like currently, it looks like it's not looking as good as as uh, Horizon at the moment. Yeah, I will say this because um, you know, again, Horizon looks better than Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring, however, made a bigger impact than Horizon, it, well, and it's, yeah, it's far bigger. Yeah. So it's like you know, the looks is fine. I mean, again, that's what I mean. Sony's good at the with the looks of games, so that shouldn't really be like a, a red flag or anything. Again, mm-hmm. it just comes down to the context of the game and like overall content in general and how it's done. So again, that's why I say everybody should temper their expectations. Just go into this game super low expectations right yeah and until you see everything then we can go okay you know what these guys delivered because after that halo announcement we need we need we need a big w that's all i gotta say after that oh halo thing that's what we need yeah yeah they they also probably need to show uh they probably uh, this probably goes back to our previous topic but uh if you're really going to drop a halo battle royale later this year you're gonna to need to show that E3. You're gonna to need to give people who are Halo fans like like us some something to be excited for, something to feel hopeful for. Yeah. Um. And in but like to go back to Starfield, when he said that the creation engine is, what was his exact words? Uh. Um. I don't remember exact words. It wasn't positive, but like. That's that wasn't really a shocker to me. Like I'm thinking, like this, I can't believe this guy said all this stuff and basically tanked his career to basically give us information that we kind of already knew. We knew the creation engine wasn't great. We knew that it was it it it's it's rife with bugs. And typically, what's going to happen is, regardless of the fact that they they're spending like you know all this time trying to fix bugs, which I'm happy for. You know what's you know what's going to happen here. It's going to yeah. launch and it's going to be buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the PC community is going to fix it on PC, mm-hmm. and then the cons and in the Xbox people are just going to have to tough it out until they 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 roll out fixes that work. Yeah, they got to do like a hard PR spin uh type of thing for it. Uh, I don't know why they set themselves up for this. To be honest, it just it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I, I because guess we as gamers are glutton for punishment and we don't care, <laughs> <laughs> we will. We forgive a shit ton of things, <laughs> oh, well, you especially, if it's, uh, especially if it's from our favorite publisher. That's, well, listen, he, I'll he, use that loosely. He, well, he ain't. Well, listen, listen, let's be for real. He ain't. He ain't lying, you know, because people just because the next gen update came out for Cyberpunk, everybody went out and bought a game that was broken as all crap when it first released and sold more copies of that game. So let, let's be for real. People do have a short term. Yeah. Gamers tend to have the memory of a of a goldfish. You know, we will. You know, it. It. All we need is just something to change the news cycle, and we'll forget that. You know, yeah. they, it, it, they did us wrong. And once again, yeah. he's not talking about us in here because you know we're the ten percent. We're not the ninety yeah. <laughs> percent. No, 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 yeah. definitely. We're the ten percent. The general, yeah, know, the fo- out there, the forty-four live human beings that are in the chat right now are the ten percent. <laughs> 
you know what? Shout out to the ten percenters. You know what? That that might you that that might you know. I think that might be what we call you, the ten percenters. You guys are the ten percenters, the ones that don't take no crap, the ones that actually live up to the expectation and know what video games are all about. Shout out to the ten percenters. But um, and and the other ninety percent were the ones that was like Fallout seventy six is garbage. I will never trust Bethesda again. And they gonna they gonna be day one. <laughs> day one on Elder. They gonna be day uh, one they, on they Starfield. They absolutely do not care. And that game really got a hit, bro. That's all I gotta say. It got a hit. Like it gotta be everything at this point. Cause nah. Yeah. I actually kind of feel, and I know this is still a Bethesda game, but not necessarily a Bethesda in-house game. It's the published game, but one of their studios. But I think the lack of games so far for the first half of the year really puts a lot of extra pressure on Redfall unnecessarily. Yeah. And I don't think Redfall kind of it's like a brand new IP. From the second, but the B team of Arcane, Arcane Austin, and now this game because there's not there's been nothing out. Now it's like, man, this is going to be the first in-house first-party game to come out for for the Xbox Game Studios or Xbox in general in 2022, and we haven't even seen gameplay of that either. So it's like it's like it's uh it's unfortunate that just the state of the first-party releases is going to put that much pressure on the game. Uh, when I kind of feel like that's like I'm actually looking more forward to Redfall than I am a Starfield because I don't really care for the way Bethesda do Western RPGs. But you're only the... interested because she looks like uh, what's her name from Rogue Company. I see you. <laughs> oh, you mean the sugar, oh, uh, uh, sugar uh, the juice. girl's name <laughs> Layla? I think the thing they call her was Layla. the Layla the the Lancer was a Lancer the Lancer check. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't like the Lancer. Yeah, but, no, but look, like I I like what I like from. Re- from what I saw from the, the trailer is, is the way the character archetype reminded me of Borderlands and then when some of the leaks from yeah. Justice came out and said it plays like Borderlands I was like yeah that's right down my alley I can get with that uh, but I mean we'll, we'll see what happens I just kind of feel it's unfortunate that Arcane Austin is going to have that extra pressure on them mm-hmm. but I think it still doesn't compare to the amount of pressure that's going to be on Starfield to hit yeah, yeah. I, I agree I agree with that man um so let's move on to the next one. We got Activision Blizzard. You know, the thing that everybody was praying <laughs> on the PlayStation, on, on, on other other platforms, not Xbox, just burn in hell, basically. You know, shout, <laughs> shout out to the shareholders when there was a, oh, there was a nice little article that came out like what, oh, like three weeks ago where they said, oh, we're pushing to have this, have the shareholders vote against this. It looks like it didn't work because 98% of the shareholders was like, yo, this could go through. You know why? Because they want to get their money. So uh, mm-hmm. shout, shout out to the shareholders that said, you know, Microsoft's giving us, um, what, $98 per share? Way it's more. It's like $20 more than the, than the regular share, yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, so that so that's a good thing you know because it's it's moving in the right direction when it comes to this the merger and acquisition we still got a long way to go into this is all yeah, finalized it, this this still doesn't mean like well i don't think the ftc is gonna gonna going to object to this nope uh, i don't either or anything but this still doesn't rule it out just because the shareholders approved it doesn't mean that it changes anything with the government but yes i mean it's good to see this stuff is moving along yeah i i, I kind of hope like this this thing gets done this year, even though it seems like it's not gonna get done till next year. But I just wanted to kind of get yeah. It. Well, they said by close of their physical year of twenty twenty three, which is which I, is June, which of next is year. June of next year. Uh, so 
yeah well let's just hope that it happens this year but whatever whatever it is I'm, I'm super excited just to finally not have to talk about this anymore and people keep saying like the shareholders are going to revoke I'm like come on man they like shareholders yeah. like money they the like only <laughs> shareholders that like were vocally against this was like less than one percent or something like that like they, these yeah. were like the most minority of shareholders ever it's like it's like six people in a room that's just like yelling in the wind yeah. It, like at 98 percent approved it it was that was a good foregone conclusion you want the bag or not yeah where the share price was they microsoft paid 40 percent over that so mm-hmm. everyone who had like a significant amount of shares in the activision is like man come on like in the fu- <laughs> well the funny thing How is it almost recoup because people i guess people have like this revisionist history when it comes to like activision share price the highest that share price has ever been is like a hundred and what i think it was like 112 dollars at the yep. highest point, they made it seem like they, they were talking about Microsoft undervalued the company. I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. You literally, the highest you've well, well, ever the, been. They they still did because. No, no, they still undervalued it because the high end was 112. But the problem is. No, because it, it, even, even if it was at its regular price, you still got to pay more than whatever that regular price is yep. to get someone yes. to sell. Yep. So the fact that they paid they still came out un- under what the highest price has ever been is still a, a discount on that. How long has been of- since it's been at that price? Like even when it was even before the scandalous stuff started happening, it was sitting around what 89 to 91 share. Um, it's like, it's like 91. Yeah. The highest, like, yeah. The, the, the last time I remember them being like in the hundreds, like at their rural crazy peak is when like modern warfare, modern warfare, two, like 2007 yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that because that's when money was just printing itself at like an insane rate, so, yeah, along with yeah. Black Ops and all that. So yeah, yeah. So I always looked at it. I was like, Microsoft actually gave y'all a, a olive branch. They 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 took the umbrella and said, they absolutely did not have to do that. They yeah. they did not have yeah. to do that. They because like the the stock tanked to like sixty five. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Microsoft might have had something to do with that. But Activision by... was shopping themselves around. Exactly, they were, they were trying to make get this get this working. So yeah, like they didn't have they had leverage. They they didn't have to do this. But I guess if you you don't want you know the people that are going to be working for you to be bitter, <laughs> right? Yeah, as they're working for you. So you know. Hey, also, Bobby Kotick, man. Remember, Bobby Kotick's basically renegotiating so he can get that golden parachute and be oh, gone. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, be out. he tried yeah. to get. He tried to make sure he get the bag before he leave. Shout mm-hmm. out to him. So the only thing I really want to ask you guys about this because you know we we're still in the early phases. This is just uh this is just the next stepping stone in the conversation when it comes to where these how this whole situation is going to play itself out. When do we actually think we're going to see? Now we know it's not going to happen until they do the acquisition in general, but when yeah. do we think we're going to see the first Call of Duty hit game pass? Uh, so the deal probably by the next one, personally, uh, and probably not this one that's coming up. Like, was it Modern Warfare Two? Modern Warfare Two, yeah. which they, which, which the logo actually got announced and shown today. Yeah, it looks good. I don't. I mean, it might be that might be in there too, though. Who knows? But I would say like the next one you know what i mean the true true next one which would be next gen only then mm-hmm. then that would be uh game pass uh and all that junk and plus i know a lot of people like i actually thought 
when they bought them, they were going to make it be behind the Game Pass PO anyway. And like Sony would have to put Game Pass on PlayStation to get Call of Duty, but they said not to be multiplayer. So more likely what they're going to do with the Game Pass thing as well is like, you know, like when you guys get like the Nuketown maps and and stuff like that, day one when you pre order, Mm -hmm. I can see that stuff being extra incentives behind Game Pass. Uh, exclusive discounts for the season passes and stuff like that behind it and just um more than likely too they'll probably do that thing but if i was microsoft i would do it a little different I, instead of you remember how like call of duty um would give you the month like um like the publisher would get like the dlc a month before the other one yeah the early access to the dlcs and like the, i think yeah. they might do three i would do three months before the pre- like the everybody else to really put emphasis on game pass with the whole thing because at that point it's like <laughs> you know what i mean you're still giving everybody the stuff but at the end of the day you own it that's what, what I about do. if they give like and, and corona i want to go to you how do you think something like uh, Game Pass would be a great funnel for something like what PlayStation does with the pre-orders. You know, pre-order on PlayStation, get early access to the demo first. But instead of pre-ordering, if you have Game Pass, you just instantly get access before anybody else. I've always felt that this was, you know, I know that a lot of people would be are pissed off of of the possibility that it being gated strictly on the Xbox, you know, that kind of stuff, but. I truly feel that this is something that Microsoft needed to have done ages ago with any other thing. Um, give people a reason to sign up for um, for their service. And if it, if it just so happened to be, you know, a hypothetical three months on, you know, uh, early access to these extra maps and bonus stuff, so be it. They need to do that stuff that they need. They need to be aggressive. They spent all this money shit go ahead and do it you know i i'm not gonna hate you know it's just like it's something that as from a business perspective they really should have been doing in the first place with other things so yeah yeah also um marketing as well the consoles microsoft's the king of custom consoles i can see them really get behind call of duty with uh the custom consoles the bundles and just go instead of even incorporating like the discs with the consoles you just say hey game pass and <laughs> you get everything yeah, they. So, I think the fact that they can, because they haven't done it yet, but I think there's a lot of really good opportunity around the S when it comes to console consoles too. Smaller form yeah. factor, um, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, get probably another 50 bucks out of somebody basically to get that game built into the system already and get a custom version of it. Um, yeah. Doesn't break the bank like a $500 system would do at $550 or $600. So I think that's another option they can do. So there's a lot of different ways they could go with this. But the ultimate thing that I always try to tell people when it comes to this conversation around Game Pass and like Call of Duty, Xbox is doing something that a lot of people thought they would never do, which is compete. And this is them competing in the way that they know how. They know how to spend money and they're finally spending the money to do that. Now, it's not the traditional way of doing it. But it's still a way, and the only thing that really matters is, are they doing it, and is it a benefit to you and a platform that you want to be on? And, and and I hate trying to like segregate people into certain platforms, but some people just truly believe that there should only just be one console out there or something, and and that's not how things grow, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, you want competition, otherwise the yeah. other one's not going to put no effort at all. They're going to get lazy and, and right. <laughs> simple, and you need proof for this. And again, I can say there's a PlayStation guy. Look at the PS3. Sony had no clue 
on multiplayer or anything. They had no desire for that type right. of stuff. No true. And it took Microsoft to truly push them in the right direction to get get with the times on multiplayer. And then they corrected all the wrong with the PS4, and it was a, a better value overall. So it, it goes, you know, again like that. But you know one thing that kind of is, is weird that I don't see people talk about with this acquisition? What's that? Unionization. Mm. Microsoft fixing basically fixing uh, Activision and and uh, Blizzard. The reason why I say this, how let, let's let's keep it a buck. Do any of you guys actually buy Call of Duty every single year, every single one? Because mm. I sure sell don't. And you know why you don't buy it? Because it's not quality. It's right. more of the same money grab bullshit. Mm-hmm. I see them fixing the policies, giving you proper like proper quality experiences again and then putting a stronger emphasis on content as opposed to putting stuff behind monetization see that's what killed a lot of their games the focus of monetization over substance in your Mm -hmm. games and that's what they need to get behind and personally i see them fixing this type of stuff and really getting with it again if it takes Microsoft to have blah, 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 I could I care less. I want Call of Duty. I want all these games to return back to that glory. So when you play the game, guess what? You're excited to play the game. You look forward to playing that game. You know what I mean? The proper community feedback, the whole nine yards, instead of ways of just making more money out of it. Because Call of Duty, regardless of how we might feel about the game, it prints money for itself. It doesn't really matter what we say. We can say it's the worst game of all time. Guess what? The game's going to make a billion dollars a year. It's universally known. <laughs> yeah. Like it's universally known that this latest Call of Duty Vanguard was by far the worst one that they produced. And guess what? It literally sold the most copies of every Call of Duty of any game in 2021 going through 2022 so far. Yep. So it's like, bro, like, they need a lot of change, and that's what that's what the the, the benefit behind this. Go ahead, Carl. What were uh, you about to say? I was going to ask when when was the last time that Call of Duty was even a water cooler discussion game? Like when was the last time that that game was talked about with such high regard? Was I it would Modern say Warfare Two, Black, Black Ops Two, and Modern Warfare? Black Def- Ops 2? Yeah, definitely Black Ops 2 Malfare, but I would say, like, the last time I ever heard, like, like the, the last time I felt like it got the same type of level of hype was Call of Duty Ghost. I'm talking about when the console just launched well, yeah, the first and just showed up. Yeah, yeah. That one. And then that one pretty much killed everybody's excitement. Like, sure the, the main hardcore because it, it, they didn't do anything. And it's like, they, they made all this emphasis. They, they, they made all these promises. Like, guys, new engine for like the 40th time. Hey, new consoles. It's guaranteed. And that's what was the main thing that sold it because the consoles, we got yeah. a new console. We was like, okay, cool. Makes sense. We got better consoles, right? No limitations. Sony fixed their network. Microsoft, obviously, no problem network there. So, like, okay, it's, it's, it's done, right? And the game comes out. Out and it was a fucking travesty. That so was, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing, man. It's like proper feedback. I, I can see this stuff finally fixed because at this point in time, you need to fix it. Yeah, that Call, was, Call of Duty yeah. can make two billion a year if it's done right. Yeah, that was the well, last. That was the last Call of Duty that Xbox had the marketing rights to. And then that Call of Duty, its biggest problem for me was it tried to be a game that it wasn't initially. It tried to be Battlefield. They tried to do that because they had the oversized maps and stuff. And it just it just didn't feel like the fast-paced Call of Duty that it should have been. Uh, Slumo, do you have anything else you want to add to this or we move on to the last one? 
I mean, um, in regards to whether uh, I, I remember you a little bit earlier, we were talking about like when we would see it go into Game Pass. Uh, yeah. I think it, it's all determined by whatever uh, contract with Activision prior to acquisition uh, negotiated. Good point. With Sony. Good point. Mm-hmm. If, if Sony made some kind of clause in there where it said that like you can't put uh these games into a competing subscription service aka game pass for a set period of time uh they unless phil spencer uh now that he's seen all the paperwork all the 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 documentation from activision after you know agreeing to do the acquisition after getting uh, the uh, all the stuff uh, out the way and lawyers allowing all that stuff to happen, knows what the deals are and said, hey, look, we'll keep it on PlayStation. But you're going to have to give up some stuff. I yep. Think, yep. That's, that was part of, I think and, that was part and, of the negotiation. Yeah, I think that's, if I was Phil, I'm doing that and a whole lot more if you want to keep the, the, hot, the hottest selling thing on your platform, on your platform. Yep. But, who knows? Maybe he didn't do anything. I don't know. But if he, if if it, there's some kind of clause still in there that prevents it from being on Game Pass, then you're probably not going to see it show up day and date launch on Game Pass until the the uh, the deals are done, which is going to be like two yeah, years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and even if like they don't go, let's say they don't go that route, at least like for the whole for the rest of this gen, right? We gotta count next gen. Yeah. Next gen, that's going to be like their ace, ace, ace card. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. when they just launched the, the next Xbox. That's going to be there, all that junk. And then it's going to be questionable whether or not will they still maintain this commitment to PlayStation. Because, again, they own it. If yeah. they want to make this exclusive or if they do like a buy game type of, you know what I mean? Like basis type of thing. Whereas like this game is exclusive to Xbox. The next one, sure, we'll open this up to PlayStation type of thing. It's It's really up to them. Right, but it, it, the the conversation is going to be interesting. Next generation, like I'm really, I really do think low key they are telling you guys that everything is going to be exclusive. Or I mean, it's going to be open for now, just for that, just to make sure everything goes through, all the deals are done, everything signed, documented, and they had that Microsoft stamp on it. After that, they can do whatever the hell they want. And next generation, that might be where they legit just let the dogs loose and start playing dirty, legit dirty. So, mm. and this is why Sony's putting so much emph- uh, emphasis on live service games. They want ten. They're, they're making ten live service games. They're bringing back OG classics. We're, we're seeing SOCOM being brought up, Resistance constantly being brought up. It's like they know they need a counter, and this is where Deviation Games comes into play because they're former COD developers. So it's like they're looking for that, and you know Fortnite is good, right? I don't think but I don't think they're going to they're they're ever going to own Fortnite, right? So it's not going right. to be the case. Destiny? Uh that's a possibility but at the same time, again, Bungie wants to be independent. Right. So it's like yeah. what what so what you know what I mean like what what doll do you have in the fight type of thing? It, it's really up in the air. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point and uh Lobo's absolutely right in the thing that he just said too about um depending on what's in the clauses in the contract, but I'll be for real. Um, if that was in there and it, and it was not that much to break that clause, I'd break it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> if if you know if if the penalty if, if I can make more money off of breaking it than the penalty cost me, I'm breaking it. Yep. There you go. So yeah. I think that's but another thing. You of also too. got kind of think about like there there's more going on here than just like what's happening within the video game industry 
Like you got the government looking at things and like the, the how you start moving might determine what they do. Like even to the point where shout out to uh, Richard Hogue, uh, the you know the, the the video game community's favorite lawyer, <laughs> he, he said before that. Uh, well, he he mentioned how with Facebook and WhatsApp, like that deal wasn't blocked at all, and then like a decade later, they start looking at what Facebook is doing and start saying, "Oh, we don't like that." Mm, no, yeah. no, we're going, we, we're going, we're going to now have issue with this acquisition a decade later. You right. don't want. You know, because you made some decisions that now, you know, you got, you own it, everything, you comfortable, start throwing your weight around that then the government jumps in and, and that could be very situation. It could be, it could be determined which administration is in office at the time. You know, it could be determined on who wants to, to look good in front of their constituents to get reelected. You know, all kinds of stuff can, can come into play that may not have anything to do with the video game industry whatsoever. But like, I think that, you know, with acquisition this big. And everything that's happening right now, I think they they got they have to be cognizant of what may happen if some outside external uh uh external um forces might decide to intervene with certain things. So yeah, yeah one bad mother said Microsoft isn't really focused on COD helping them beat PlayStation. They want COD to be on Exor. Um, uh, be on their streaming platform associated with their subs. I, I agree. That's another, and that's a whole nother aspect that I think people aren't really looking forward to looking at because having that available on the cloud network where you could play it pretty much anywhere. Um, that's even the gateway for them to get the game on something like Nintendo switch, because we already know that some of the demanding games that are across seas on the switch are downloadable only not downloadable. They're streaming only. So, yeah. So that's so that's that's another um opportunity for them to um actually do that too. So give it a buck. I really don't think they give a crap about Call of Duty. No, I think after they was like, Yeah, it can stay. Because when you think about like how big Activision is, what yeah. it was really about was getting getting King. It was getting King. Yep. King yeah. was the main thing. That, that, yep. That's a that's a top three or four publisher in the mobile market, which is 50% of all revenue annually worldwide comes from mobile. Mm-hmm. That put them in an entire uh, section of, 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 of regions in the world they had zero market share in. They now instantly going to have a large percentage of. Yeah. That's what they cared about. They cared about that, like being able to market all the stuff they really care about, which is Game Pass, to regions of the world that were already like enjoying King published games, yeah, and being able to to go further with that. Call of Duty is just icing on the cake, right? Nope, I agree with that. Yeah. So, moving on to the last subject, um, and, and we got gameplay for one of the best looking games you will probably see this generation next well when it comes to war when it comes to war simulators battlefield 2042 is so good looking but it has no soul has no soul every time i look at this game i'm like yo this game looks so freaking good but then it's like it's terrible it's so terrible Uh, i just can't we're not gonna get into that conversation um 
So which studio or publisher will be the lead developer for Xbox? You know, especially with the, and the reason I brought this up is because we know the situation going on with 343. You know, we always talked about how Halo is the, is the beginning end and Alpha and Omega for Xbox. But, you know, it seems like things are kind of changing when it comes to yeah. just the overall, like the fact that they, I feel like the fact that they did the things that they did, and I feel like, and I said this on BRAP, I was like, the fact that they released that game in the state and they cared more about a 20th anniversary and selling coffee mugs than they cared about their game being in a great state for people to play it, lets me know that, you know, I, in my opinion, I just feel like they don't look at Halo the same way that they used to look at it, so... My, yeah, it's definitely an afterthought. Yeah, so sure. my question is, who who is going to take over lead development? Who's going to be that standout studio? Or who's going to be that standout? What's going to be that standout game that people are going to be like, that's what Xbox is? Can I punt on this question? Do I have to give an answer? You have to give an answer. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Why would you uh, want to well, punt on a question? Because I, I, I honestly don't have a clue who would be the lead developer. Or just for, that, well, okay, even you don't so, want, so, well, so you, you can put on about a, definitely first party, right? Yeah, first party. first party. Yeah, first party. They got a lot of right. first party studios. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, but but the lead, like the best, you're talking about the best yes, of the best. Who, who's going to be the one that's going to stand, basically, who's going to stand out? What developer is going to be the one that stands out above all? You know, like well, when we look at, when we look at Sony, as much yeah. as people want to give Insomniac all the credit in the world for the games that they made it's I definitely mean, it'd be naughty dog it's still naughty like, dog uh, it's still yeah, naughty yeah. dog so yeah that's what naughty i'm Dog's saying different like not like when it comes to quality or, or i'm sorry in quantity um insomniac's like another level yeah, yeah yeah that for sure for what you're getting because insomniac's like the best deal we've ever seen in the game uh purchase like the amount of content they got out of that studio in record time um, and, and keep in mind, you still got two huge superhero games they got in the works with Wolverine and Spider-Man 2. So, yeah, that 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 pays for itself. To go to Microsoft, um, it's definitely not 343. I'm going to throw them out the window. That's not it. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would like to say, I would say the initiative, but the thing is, I'm hearing that the creative director behind Perfect uh, Dark left. So that would be surprising. Gonna be interesting to see how that game looks. I can't really comment because we haven't seen it. Um, but I would put that up there with Perfect Dark. But more likely, on some real, I would have to say the the right now, it would be Ninja Theory. I think a lot of people are missing Ninja Theory and and how good that team really is and what we saw with Hellboy too. It looks really, yeah, really good. I, I completely agree. I definitely think that if there's anything, like, say you want a studio that can do a game that's close to what PlayStation is doing, it's Ninja Theory. You know, give them a big budget. Um, and, I mean, Hell the first Hellblade was amazing. Yeah. Um, I could just imagine what they can do given proper time. It, once they get out of the mentality of, of AAA on a budget, you know, kind of thing. I would love to just see them fall the wall just creates something amazing yeah, and yeah, i think that yeah. at least if you're looking for something to compete against the hellblade 2 team is, isn't that big even now like the, the first yeah. team was like a two dozen developers and this team is like 60 65 so it's like it's not a massive team that's doing hellblade 2 even now with you know a much bigger budget with xbox game studios you know fitting fit the bill uh, but they are working on like three different games at once, so it's like 
I don't know. Maybe they, they don't want to grow too quickly, too fast. But I, I do agree. I think Ninja Theory is a solid pick. Uh, they're they're definitely a quality developer. And if Hellblade Two really hits, I'm saying oh, that, yeah. that's, that's it. Like that's like the ultimate redemption type. Well, it, it's not even redemption because Hellblade One was well received. It, it did right. well for what it was. It was done on a super budget. Like if you played the first one, the, those that didn't play Hellblade One, they literally had the developers wearing regular like shirts and whatnot, and it was like kind of like overlays over the gameplay, pretending to be like spirits or something. It was, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. They, they but it worked. The staff, yeah, the, uh, yeah. They didn't have like actual like people hired to do. Uh huh. They were just like hey you gameplay director get over here put on the mocap suit and then pretend to be one of the npcs coming at <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and the chick who plays senua she was like all right what was she like i forgot what she was she was a regular employee like right a, yeah she was like a yeah. business office manager or something yep. and, and then yeah, it's like hey you want to be the actress. character yeah yeah, yeah so, so like yeah. they really on the budget budget with them i think i think you can't go wrong with that and even like visually they 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 have a a a knack for the unreal engine that you don't see most developers have yeah yeah. and i think with the way with their knowledge of unreal engine and their very unique art style with that very hyper realistic in some ways especially with their with their, their their proprietary motion capture technology they could actually deliver a final product that would be visually something that you don't get from Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and I think that would yeah. be great for them. It'd be Here's a showcase of what Xbox game studios can do. What was the studio that's doing uh, the Indiana Jones? That is yeah. Machine Games, Machine games who made yeah. the, the Wolfenstein games. Okay, so, I mean, we got that, but... I don't know. <laughs> that again, we haven't seen gameplay. Like a lot of these games, like a lot of these dudes, we haven't seen ga- a lick of gameplay from. Like for example, Avowed could be it. You know what I mean? We never know. Yeah. Avowed could blow us away, and that's why I'm like, bro, I, it's hard for me to get super excited because I haven't seen anything. But I am, I'm looking forward to you know what shot what they got to show. But it's like, damn. Yeah, I right. was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say Obsidian is definitely one that you could say potentially because you got the Outer Worlds, which first ip really was a solid game you know right off right off the break uh they have been they've got the pillars of eternity games they could remake those if they wanted to uh those are high quality rpgs as well you got uh they're working on outer worlds too which is going to take a little bit of time to come out but great trailer by the way hit... <laughs> it's such a great it's trailer funny. it was funny so good trailer. if a vowed hits well it, it is received well by yeah. the, by RPG gamers, and then you get uh you, you get Outer Worlds two coming in with a bigger budget, and it really you know picks up where the first one left off, and really you know it doesn't disappoint at all. You could really see Obsidian being like the premier RPG studio, West oh, RPG yeah. studio in the world, yeah. And that would be like for that to be a in-house. That would be what we said they should have did with Bioware a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. Should they should have locked Bioware up before EA was able to to, to to get them? And here you are. You've got you know uh, second best thing to what Bioware was, which is Obsidian. And you know they they're they're under your umbrella and they're making great games for you. That'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think. Um... For myself, I do think that Ninja Theory is probably the more safe pick 
but I think um, I think Blizzard is going to make a comeback when all this stuff is all mm. said and done. Really? I, I think Blizzard going to be. Sh- I think Blizzard going to be straight. Damn. Okay. I think, I think. I think. You know. They they delayed Overwatch. I, two I know, I know they did. <laughs> but guess, but guess what? But guess, no one wants to work at Blizzard. But guess, but guess what? The unionization. But guess what? Did you see that? Did you see that stream yesterday for um the beta of Overwatch 2's multiplayer hit 1.5 million views on um on Twitch? What yesterday? does that have to do with them getting the staff? No, 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 no. I know. I'm just saying. No, just the excitement. Are around, the gamers no. gonna make the game? No, I'm just saying just the excitement around it, slow-mo with that. But I, I, I'm not saying now it's going to be a while for Blizzard to make that turnaround. But I think after all this stuff is said and done, I think Blizzard is going to end up. I ain't gonna, Are they going to be like what Blizzard was back in 2007 all the way through 2012 or 13 when, you know, Diablo 3 came out and we had Starfield all, you know, all the rave of that and Hearthstone and everything. I don't think they're going to get to that. But I do think they're going to get semi back to what they were doing, because that was the one thing. That's the one thing that I think people kind of sleep on when it comes to Microsoft, that the fact that they have a competent, you know, PC developer uh, yeah. that can really do something in that space. You know, even though the people are going to change over the ideas and the philosophy of those studios are still going to be there. It just comes down to them just getting those experiences and getting the people in the right place to actually make them because they have some really, really good compelling IPs when it comes to that type of market share and the people that like to enjoy them. And I think if they do it right, that studio could definitely, or that publisher, cause that's what Bethesda is. I mean, not uh, Blizzard is a publisher. Um, they can definitely make a huge turnaround when it comes to that. But in general, I do agree with you guys when it comes to um, Ninja Theory being pretty much the the white knight for Xbox, especially when it comes to just Hellblade, Sinuous, um, uh, Sinuous Saga and stuff. But when it comes to what people in the chat are saying, uh, it looks like Michi Poo says Coalition probably um, because they're going to be working on Unreal Five. Which who who wait till you see the next? Yeah, yeah I'm looking till, forward to that yeah, too. Wait till you yeah, see Unreal, that game Unreal. in Unreal Five. Oh my God! Um, uh, Ramon Trail says it software. Uh, Kratopsy says Coalition. Uh, he he said Doom Eternal ran so good on his OLED. Jesus Christ! Uh, Lady saying with another five out of super chat, she says, "Great show, gentlemen. Really happy I can catch you live. Great panel of diversity and thoughts and opinions. That's that's we love when you're here because you you really you don't just you challenge us. You you know you you bring up conversations and you make us have a back and forth. And that's what DPS is about. You know, just having conversations with the community about things that they really care about. Uh, Ramon Terrell says Ninja Theory is amazing. Um, um, Rousier says um, Fable is a, a great so playground game. You know, playground games might actually be it, it really just comes down to what fable looks like when we first see it because we know they can make a char- we know they can make a car game yeah, 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 yeah we know they can do yeah. that but what they're doing with fable is something unprecedented and if they can do what um what gorilla did with kill zone and leave kill zone and go to something like horizon then you might you they might just take the cake when it comes to that but um they did, did hire on a lot of the people from from the narrative they team did. of of Lionhead Studios, who originally was was making Fable, which is smart because look, if you're making, yeah. if you want to capture the spirit of that game, 
it's probably best to get people who actually worked on it and know what that's about and 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 so that it, it feels like a fable game like uh uh aspire who was doing the kosar remake hired like 50 plus former bioware developers and a large a lion's share of those developers worked on the original knights of the old republic so it's like that's smart to get people on who like could give you real experiences of like well we did this because of x you know we chose to make this decision in game design because of y and then you'll know why like that's important to keeping that in the remake because then you know if not then it doesn't feel like knights of the old republic anymore and i think you know having those people on staff to kind of help along your staff make a game that is going to be what what fable fans can honestly say is like hey that's just not real fable that's playgrounds fable yeah you you don't you don't want that to be the response because that's how people feel about halo that's not halo that's 343's halo like that that's so much that dissension and and separating of 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 titles based upon the developer you don't even want people to think like that they just want people to think hey look it's fable yeah fable's back and it's great and that that's that's the the overall sentiment that you want to have absolutely man well this was a great show guys um shout out to the 51 56 plus people that we had here over the course of the day um definitely want to get us out of here because when we upload this to um anchor three hours ain't ain't ain't, ain't cutting it <laughs> they basically say you got to break this up to two different streams if you want to do that so um appreciate everybody that came through um we had a brand new we did our our intro for the show because we made one so when we close out the show if you want to see it because i know a lot of you guys came after the fact we'll play it at the end of the show so you guys that you get a chance to see it at the beginning don't have to wait till next week to see it so we'll show it again at the end of this, but I do want to get these people up out of here because, you know, we got lives outside of just YouTube and we want to go play some games. So I want to start with our first guest, um, Chrono. I appreciate you coming through, sir. Um, tell everybody what you got going on and um, what life not, you know, see on the couch, not working for PlayStation is like. <laughs> um so yeah what do i have coming up uh, unemployment is what i got coming up uh but no i mean hey thank you for guys for having me it was a lot of fun um yeah it, it definitely uh I, I really like chatting with all of you guys uh you can find me on twitter frono0666 uh just like you see it on the screen um you know you know reach out i, t- I love i love chatting with people about video games, comic books, movies, and horror movies. So, you know, hit me up. Absolutely. And um, the returning champion, Bitto Cloudo, you know, got to cheddar my inner Luca when it comes to you, bro, because you people don't know that you are a part of the Scum family, man. You are like a founding member. So, oh, yeah. so you're always welcome here and in anywhere that we are. So uh, please let everybody know. Uh, you said you had an announcement coming up. So let everybody know what's going on with you and uh, where they can find you and everything. Yeah, um, so, you know, I, always a pleasure to talk to the brothers for one. Appreciate you uh, letting me on the show. It's definitely a good show, good conversation, as always, especially, you know, that's why I, I missed on, on uh, Scumcast, you know. It's been a while, so you yeah, know how it would be. But, uh, you know, you can find me at YouTube, BitCloud Gaming, pretty much everywhere. If I'm not uploading, I'm working, you know, as a freelancer uh, for IGN, so I do on the side. 
And uh, yeah, have a big announcement on Monday. And I did tell Forte that if uh, if you wanted me to to come through, you know, I could tell y'all. So to the 38 people in here, really, it was like, we said 52, 58. They were 52 live people, real people. All right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that. We're gonna, we'll, we'll celebrate the 52 real ones that came through and hit that like button support. So Monday, so you guys know this before everybody else. Cause a lot of people have been asking me, what is the big announcement you're gonna do for Friday? We have a legend coming through for the podcast. Um, we'll be joined by the one and only Jack Trenton. Oh, what? Yes, sir. That's what's up, bro. Uh, there you go. And I, I couldn't find a better place to, to drop this news than with my family right here. I love these two. Oh, I love Soma. So there you guys go. Breaking news right there on the show. If you haven't hit the like button, go ahead hit the like button. You guys want to check out RGT Podcast? That's the show I host. And that's where the one and only Jack Trent will be, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next Friday, not this Friday. This Friday, we're just going to be having more of a chill conversation, talking about the Xbox stuff. Because I, I think we all can agree, gaming news has been pretty dry. So... We're doing that. So that's what's going on. But yeah, I definitely want to drop that. Now, to everybody that's in here, keep it to yourselves. Yeah, don't, don't spoil go- it for everybody else. Let's, <laughs> y'all knew, y'all heard it here. Anybody watching on demand, y'all heard it here. Um, I said it on Solidcast as well because, you know, Blaze was like going crazy. But nah, I want to share it here too. That's, but that's yeah. You better pull up. I was going to say, you yeah. better pull up. Pull yeah, up. we definitely got to pull up. I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> 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 and, and, and if I got any, uh, just, just shoot them my way. I'll definitely make Absolutely, sure you get Absolutely, man. But right. I, well, that, listen, man, you. I love how you transformed yourself. You've always been uh you always been a humble person and you've always been very true to yourself and I like the direction you took your channel and stuff in and um you're definitely being rewarded for that and that's 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 all that matters to me cuz you're a good guy and we need more people like you in the community. So keep doing what you're doing, man. We will be there. All of the 10 percenters will be there too. If you want to stay a 10 percenter, don't say anything on Twitter about this. Wait till he announces it himself. If you, if you say something, I'm literally going to look at you side eye and be like, man, you're an 11 percenter now. You're not a 10 percenter no more. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Big Cloud doing all his. He, he's always doing his stuff, man. And I want to I want to, you know, say I didn't want to, you know. This is emotional, man, because slow-mo is like my man. So we, we've been doing this for a year and a half, man. And uh, he always, he's always teaching me more things. And he's always bringing a perspective that I don't think of and that a lot of people don't think of. And um, I appreciate everything that he does for me uh, when it comes to my growth in this channel in general. Uh, please tell everybody what's going on with you, where they can find you, and um, how you just always stay amazing and awesome in Aristotleist. Oh. Stop it! Stop it! You, you made me blush over here. But yeah, yeah, look, yeah I, you I, deserve I, it, man. I appreciate the kind of words. He gonna man. blush uh, and hit you with a backslap, you know. <laughs> uh, you, you guys can find me. You know, same name, slow mo backslap on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I, I know I haven't been streaming as much as I used to in the past. Sorry, work has not allowed me to do lunchtime with slow mo around lunchtime like I normally do. But I'm gonna get I, things will be freed up next week, so I'll get back to that next week. In the meantime, on the channel, I am working on a video that's more in the line of kind of like the uh, educational gaming industry stuff that I did before. That This next one is going to be about game engines, what game engines are and how they work so that people can 
you know, actually has bring some knowledge to the discussion when they start talking about this game engine sucks and they don't even know what a game engine is, right? So uh, I, I got that working on, and I'm working. I'm going to be doing a review on Horizon Forbidden West once I finish it because <laughs> Slow Mo don't do reviews for games he didn't finish. So like <laughs> once I, once I finish it, you'll, you'll get a review on that. And I uh, really appreciate everybody that came through. Thank you, Ryan, for coming through. Uh, that that announcement, crazy. Uh, Chrono, thank you for coming through as well, bro. Appreciate you. And as well as everyone in the chat that, that came through as well. We always appreciate you guys' support, and we'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. So I'm about to hit this um, intro button so you guys can check it out again. Like I said, once again, appreciate all you guys. Let us know on Twitter what you think of it. Let us know in the comment section when you check it out. And um, we gone. See y'all next yeah. week. See y'all later.